welcome to Sonic the Comic the Podcast, your fortnightly online guide to the wacky world of Sega and Sonic and all of that stuff. We are the humans who think that we are in charge. I am Dave Bulmer. And I am Chris McFeely, and we are here today with issue number 39, cover dated November 25th. I forgot to look up when it came out, but if we subtract 13, we can surmise it came out on uh, November 12th. Oh, that was quick. Well masked. (laughs) (laughs) New Knuckles starts his own series, it says along the top there. But he doesn't get the cover. Still, why are they so determined to underserve our boy? I do not understand it. It's Knuckles. I'll tell you, and they seem to agree because it says because there's no Sonic on the cover either, it says starring Sonic the Hedgehog with his little oh winking God. face. I didn't even notice that, yeah. Plus Knuckles. Plus Knuckles. Plus Knuckles. It looks as if they're just trying to advertise that like the new guy from the new game is in here yeah. as well, which in a big way they are, but like he's got his own strip in here. You wouldn't know. I just didn't notice that at all because that little zone under the logo is such a... Yeah. And the eyes just glaze past it. I wonder if other issues say plus Knuckles on them when Knuckles isn't on the cover. It's probably just a one-time, right? Yeah, I bet it's just because he's got a strip in this comic. Maybe for the rest of his ongoing strip they do. Like, I mean, the initial story. The first series of Knuckles. I wonder if they do. Well, we'll find out as we go along. I can confirm that you're right. It's just for the duration of his first strip, but it is on him. Hey! Okay. I've got a story about this issue, but first let's describe the cover. Okay. So what's the cover on this one? It's Larson, I want to say his name is. Yeah, you got it. That's right. Well done. Look at you remembering the name of a guy who's just a guy and a man. Just a man. He's just in clothes. And uh, Shadow... Not even in clothes, and I still remember the name. <laughs> <laughs> Very um reserved on this cover, though, because it's just her head, just poking up from the top left yep, corner, yep. just there to be perfectly and completely covered by the free Sonic sticker set for, so you wouldn't even know <laughs> she's on it if you oh, God, saw it on right. the shelf. Yeah, you're absolutely right. So it's a mostly a dark blue cover with just Larson jumping through, and it's by, oh, I've forgotten everybody's name, but it's John by Howard. the artist. John Howard, yeah. Now, this one has always stuck in my memory because, and I think I've mentioned this on the podcast before, but years after like i think actual years after this issue came out i was just rooting around in the in the local corner shop and i found this issue right at the back i'm just like a leftover one just leftover one going for 20p and it had a little sticker on it saying 20p only and i don't know what possessed me i think you know by this time i must have been what 13 14 whatever age it was when i saw it and that little collector's spirit must have just kicked in when I saw that and went, 20p, might as well. Mm. Don't need it. Got the issue, but 20p, might as well. And do you know what that means? You've got two copies of it. You've got a copy with the stickers on! With the stickers on! <laughs> there it is! Covering Shadow up. Yeah, we can see exactly what it is. And I'll show you in a moment what's on the back. Yes, sure enough. Well, I mean, we could have predicted this from the last issue's yes. next issue thing. The main sticker, the big sticker on the... And we, there's been some debate between this about the format, but we were absolutely right. One big sticker on the front, two on the back. Two half-size ones on the back, yeah. Yep, so we have Sonic standing there, poking his nose a little bit with one finger in a... Well, what they presumably just thought was a snazzy background, but I always read as, you know, one of the planets that he collects the blue balls on. Yeah, about Green Hill checkerboard too, whatever. Or that, yeah, and it says secure area patrolled by Sonic. And then, on the back... back. I'm looking forward to this. Yes, you haven't seen this since the day. So, number one. 
Danger, Deranged Dictator at Work. And it's a rather goofy-looking uh, Robotnik. <laughs> yeah, it's an adventure-style Robotnik. Oh, God, he's, yeah, he's a lot more goofy even than that. It is the adventure-style Robotnik. It's as if it's copied from a frame of the cartoon. Yeah, where almost, he was, yes. Smudged. Like, as if he was coming up behind someone going... Blah, 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 like, he's mm. waving both his hands around. We'll have to get photos of these up on the Twitter now, now that we have them. Oh, absolutely. And... Wait until you see the next one. Ooh, go on then. Probably my favourite one they did. I remember having this right up on my cupboard. We have to turn the comic sideways. Oh. Ooh. Oh, dip, yeah. Mm, yeah, it's the, it's the Metallics render. Yeah. The art from the cover of Sonic CD. And it yeah. just says, Metallics down the Metallics. side. Oh, and it's the yeah. full body render. You know, I have no memory of those two stickers whatsoever. Mm-hmm. I remember all the ones from the front, the big ones, but I have no memory of those two, so it's no wonder I can't recall any of the other small ones. Well, now you do, and we'll put them up on the Twitter oh, so that everybody yeah. can recall them. Well, we're on the back page there. What is the ad on the back page? Oh, uh, yeah, the ad on the back page is Konami Cartoon Capers. <laughs> Yes, it's about two-thirds right, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, 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 it's all cartoon. I mean, yeah, but... It's just not well, based on cartoons. Yeah. yeah, the two of them are explicitly cartoon tie-ins. We've got the Tiny Toon Adventures... Acme All-Stars. Yeah, I was trying to figure out how much of this is actual titles of stuff, because oh, yeah. Tiny Toon Adventures Wild and Wacky Sports overlaps the Tiny Toons yeah. logo, well. but... Also, it says Acme All-Stars. So I guess there's two Tiny Toon games? There are two different games. Tiny Toon Adventures, Acme All-Stars, and Wild and Wacky Sports. And then an Animaniacs game. didn't remember they made any Animaniacs oh, games. I did because I received it from my brother for a birthday one time. It was a very good mm-hmm. present. Not this version though. It was the Game Boy version and I was a big enthusiastic Game Boy fan. So that was like maybe better. Yeah, it was a cool game and you got to play as either of the three as you wanted. And I think it was kind of a Team Heroes affair. I think, you know, Dot had a hammer or something uh, like that. It was. I think they each had different abilities. And you switched between them. Lost Vikings style. On the Mega Drive version, you could see them all on screen at the same time. The one I had, you just switched between them. Oh, Um, right, right. Yeah, there you go. And then Sparkster. Sparkster's the odd one out, you know? Mm. When are you going to call something crazy cartoon capers and then put two of the hottest cartoons of the time and, and then also Sparkster is there. Is it a bit also, that's crazy cartoon capers with a K, K and a K, yes, by the um, way, which you probably yeah. should have thought harder about. But Think that through. Yeah, that was also the initials for the bookshop at the beginning of Neverending Story in the book, but when they translated that into English for the film... They changed it to C's. Hmm. Wonder why. Wouldn't Sparkster have made a nice cartoon, though? Wouldn't it have been good to see him on TV? I mean, the answer is a notional yes. But there are and were no good cartoons based on video games in existence at the time. So it wouldn't... Let me soften the blow a little bit. Let's imagine it's anime. Yeah, okay, yeah. If they'd made it like an anime of it, yeah, they probably could have done something decent. 
instead of, you know, a 13-episode deke show. Yes. <laughs> where the central joke was based on something from films that we were too young to, yeah. to understand. And Sparkster's main characteristic is that he eats food. Yeah! Because <laughs> yeah, possums do that or something, maybe. I don't know. He would have some kind of catchphrase like... Um, Oh, what would it be? I mean, he didn't have a catchphrase that I know of, so it'll be. No, of course, it would probably be made be up just, for this. It'd probably just be something rubbish, like you know, time to blast off or let's rock it or something. Yeah, like that. yeah, let's rock it. That'll be it. But then his sword would have turned into a guitar. And I was about to say he would probably have been in a rock band. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It would, it would yeah, yeah. that would be like a secret identity. It would be nothing like yeah. the games, and he'd be in a rock band. Yeah. And the sword would be a guitar normally, and when he go bang, and then the guitar would turn into the sword, and the into armor the would sword, and that's where. His armor would come yeah, from, yeah. yes. This is the rubbish Deke version, you understand, not the, not the <laughs> hopefully more faithful anime we're inventing. <sighs> and they could get away with it because they would call it Sparkster, because that game is called Sparkster, but it's still the sequel. Rocket Knight Adventures, it wouldn't be about a rock band type version, but when it's as generic as just Sparkster, mm. his music shows would involve like big pyrotechnic electrical yeah. effects. And if they were going by the game Rocket Knight Adventures, it would be a different cartoon. It would mm. be a fantasy-leaning thing, wouldn't it? Rocket Knight, the Rocket Knights of old type thing. Yes, and the use of the word adventures in there. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Mm. But just Sparkster, we have concluded it would be about a guitar playing possum who had a double life as the Rocket Knight or something like that. And his signature food would be. Ooh, signature food would not be. Not chili dogs, not lasagna, no. something not pizza, something that's just his. Enchiladas. Yeah! <laughs> Listen, if we could go back in time 30 years, we would make a mint. <laughs> <laughs> and we would eat it and continue to be poor. So, <laughs> control zone. Control zone. Is it a tremor? Is it a quick? Is it a shockwave? No, it's Knuckles powering yeah. his way into his very own STC yes. series. Yes, Ooh, yeah, yes, boy. yes, we're here. Uh, what else is Megadroid chatting? I mean, that's the headliner, you know. Mm, Got your mm. latest set of Sonic stickers. One more and you'll have the lot. Have you sent your ideas in? I made a note here that was latest set of Sonic stickers. They're proof that they're a set. Well, we don't need proof anymore. We've got one right mm. here. Just called Sonic stickers here, not Sonic the stickers. <laughs> the stickers this time. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Decap Attack comes to a gruesome close this issue, but fear not, there's a special complete story next issue. Oh, good. Oh, mm. good. Oh, good. And I think that's because of the next point here, which is. STC's two mega Christmas issues, oh. which we were told about last issue, yes. but which we get more information about in the second column of the control zone. But basically, I think they wanted to throw in a special complete decap just to pad out mm -hmm. until the Christmas issue, because it's just the issue after next. Oh, I see. Yeah. Start up a new series then. And then one last thing Marco's magic football. Who is he? What is it? Stay tuned for answers. That's well, the new series that starts in the Christmas issue. Yeah, and I feel as if they've already told us who and what Marco's Magic Football is. Yeah, it's all kind of there in the title, you know? <laughs> yeah, in the title, also in the previous mentions of it. There's been There's a been review. Lots, yes. They've gone on about it. Oh, well. New zones, too. And then the central column is Amy's Christmas Treat, question mark. Question mark, yeah. Oh, why? No. I don't know why. There's a p as well, there's a picture of Amy looking puzzled, but not particularly interested. <laughs> uh, yeah, Amy is just one of the big surprises heading your way in two issues' time when STC goes mega-size, 
STC 41 and 42 will not only contain the regular oh. supercharged action to be expected from Britain's top-selling video game comic, but some Sega-sational extra features. So is she going to get a strip then? Yeah. It doesn't say that here. I'm realising now it doesn't at any point say that, but no. no. The extra features are 48 pages of excitement, so that's 12 extra pages. God, we're going to have to set aside a whole day. Yeah, it's going to be a bad <laughs> one. <laughs> Special stories featuring surprise stars. One of them is Amy. There's two extra strips each issue, basically. The 12 pages are basically given over like two five-page strips or something. Is that that. what it is? And they haven't used the 12 pages of Christmas? Uh, No, nothing. 12 extra pages? It's just... um, Fine. Fine, fine, fine. (laughs) Puzzles, compost, pinups, and more. New series begins. That's Marco. And amazing free gifts. Now, I don't remember what those were. Well, maybe it'll be a Christmas deco. Because the stickers are wrapping up next issue, yes. so... Uh, hmm, no, I can't hmm. remember offhand. Get your orders in now. Bound to sell out. Just about the best Crimbo presents you could ask for. Ah, Despite it being this year... That's made me start feeling a bit Christmassy. <laughs> yeah, we're I having know. to face the fact that we're not really going to be having Christmas mm. this year in this house, yeah. and, uh, and we're usually a big Christmassy family, but that's starting to get me. That's starting to make me feel it. I'm going to imagine a Christmas with STC instead. <laughs> I can't remember if they cost any more, though. Oh, be a treat if they didn't, wouldn't it? Yeah, that would be like a special Christmas present. Yeah. Not much to say about the charts, except still no Sonic and Knuckles, so there's no yeah, way that this... Yeah, what the this... hell? No, I... No. These have to be behind. There's no way Sonic and Knuckles wouldn't crack the top ten. So it's just interesting to see how long it'll be before it appears. How far behind are we talking? Because didn't we speculate about that like a couple of episodes ago, which is, what, a month and a half? So this is mid-November. Yes. And so Sonic and Knuckles is out a month now at this point. Or maybe a little more than a month. So... Oh, we'll have to wait and see. And the charts are changing, so they must at well, least yeah. be fortnightly updated. They are updated every issue, but yeah. Mortal Kombat 2 in at number one on the Mega Drive, and uh, Mickey and Donald in at number nine. That being World of Illusion. World of Illusion. Right? There yeah. is no Mickey and Donald. I guess it's... It, I bet it's called Mickey and Donald in World of Illusion. I just never noticed. Nearly. Sonic. Sonic No More, written by Nigel Kitching, with art by Ferran Rodriguez, and letters by Ellie DeVille. Using an energy transference device, Grimer steals Sonic's super speed powers and bestows them upon Dr. Robotnik, reverting the hedgehog hero to his old brown form. Sonic is helpless before the super-powered Robotnik until some badniks happen upon their fight and begin attacking the Doctor, their sensors mistakenly reading him as Sonic. Grimer's forced to transfer Sonic's powers back out of Robotnik to save him, and with his speed returned, Sonic quickly smashes the device to ensure he stays cool and blue forever. Nope. No, uh-uh. Yeah, <laughs> I, you, were, I, you were 100% right, yeah. I completely reject this. Well, I mean, I don't care about that. It's just bad. Even setting that aside, this is not good. I can't believe you've based your weird opinion of Sonic having magic powers on this bad comic that shouldn't have happened. (laughs) It's not based on this. It was always true. This is just verification of it. But this is... First of all, first of all, this was clearly not written. No, this is held back. Because, first and foremost, the Freedom Fighters still have their base. Oh, yeah. (laughs) You didn't even notice you were too filled with hate. (laughs) I was just... I don't like this. The Freedom Fighters are still shown having their secret base, which they left last issue. So this was obviously written some time ago Mm, and just dumped in now. We have the Planet Mobius SRR, still ruled by Robotnik. We haven't had the ruled by Robotnik tag in a long time. This feels like maybe it was 
intended to come uh, around the same time. I mean, this is Kitching's first one-shot story since The Sentinel, mm. right after the Sonic Terminator ended. And like that one, this is just proving that the multi-part epics are where his strength lies and these one-shot stories. I can't believe this is Nigel. No, I would have sworn it was going to turn out to be a Stringer one before I read it. After I read it, I was like, oh, this doesn't feel like Stringer or Kitching. This is one of the worst stories that we've actually (laughs) had out of the comic. If this story had come, I don't know, sometime in the teens or the first half dozen issues, I wouldn't have cared. I wouldn't have perhaps thought. But... It just feels, everything about it feels wrong. Yeah. Robotnik and Grimer hiding out behind rocky outcroppings like Wily e. Coyote yeah, getting ready to ambush way- Sonic as he runs along the road. Yes, because you can see the trail of smoke coming along. Mm. That's all you can see of Sonic. They've got those stacks of rocks. Robotnik, he's just sort of doing a signal or put, doing a thumbs yeah. up or something, but doesn't it look all the world like he's about to press his thumb on a button that'll release a rock that yeah. won't hit Sonic and he'll go and check and it'll go on his head and stuff? Speediest hedgehoggiest. Yeah. Bing! <laughs> Eggiest McManius. <laughs> <laughs> this is yearbook stuff. It's totally yearbook stuff, but it feels like an episode of the Adventures cartoon even or something. <laughs> yeah. The very fact that this is in particular why it is so hard to believe that it's a kitching strip is it treats Robotnik as that cartoonish guy who comes out and does his own dirty work. Yeah. Like under kitching, like Sonic and Robotnik didn't meet face to face until Girl Trouble mm. and they basically didn't again until Sonic and Co. actually captured and locked him up. And when he came back to take them on, he came with an army of badniks and the squeeze tag machine. Yeah. And here he's it's him and Grimer in the middle of the desert out wily coyoteing it. With their bare hands. With their latest scheme. And the end of the story then, whenever Sonic gets his powers back and lets them go? Get out of here while you still can? If you ever mess with my powers again, I'll forget I'm supposed to be the good guy? Last time they met, Sonic put him in jail. Yeah. It's 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 nonsense. It's rubbish. I, I can't I would wonder when it was written. Yeah. Just exactly how far back it had to be written. The fact that there's a secret base would mean we're talking post girl trouble. Yeah. But pre the Sonic 3 adaptation. So around the same Maybe. time as the Sentinel, you have to conclude. Yeah, the fact that we've got Grimer as well. Also it's drawn by Ferran Rodriguez, so he drew the Sentinel as well. Oh and, yeah. Ooh, he's really bad at Robotnik, isn't he? Like there's absolutely there's not a shred of menace about Robotnik. Look at that last panel on the last page, yeah. the drooping moustache as he oh, yeah, slinks he's drawn, off at the end. He's drawn defeated, and Robotnik is never defeated in STC, at least not under Nigel, yeah. usually. This is the most Adventures-y the Adventures design of Robotnik has ever looked in the pages of STC. So look, I'm just going to have to rant about the whole basic premise of this, because like... I'll let you go, I don't care, go on. <laughs> okay, so the premise here is... That they've got this new gun, as you've said. Stolen from deceased Mobian physicist <laughs> Professor Einstein. An asterisk. A footnote tells us a famous Mobian physicist. Not that it makes much difference, as we're never going to mention him again. So that's terrible out of the gate. But I didn't on. mind that. And to be honest, when I was reading that, that was the only bit that made me think this might be a Nigel script. Because well, it's like, uh, yes, the gang is about him, doesn't matter. But the tossed offedness of the concept <laughs> is that that's the only interest they even had in providing a base for the thing it, well in that regard that that's quite unnigely as well because in his single part stories we've seen it before he doesn't normally jump to the point as quickly as this one does mm. 
That's another thing. Like, Robotnik, Sonic gets blasted on literally the first page with this Roadrunner opening, and then he's brown on page two, and Robotnik is all Sonic colors. I wonder, like, why we needed anyone other than Robotnik or Grimer to have invented this gun. Like, mm, right? He is a scientist, like, you know. I guess the idea is that if Robotnik could invent it once, he could invent it again. So uh, Sonic yeah, destroying yeah. it at the end of the yep. so that it needed to come from somewhere else. But, you know... See, if that's me, I'd make it an artifact he found on the floating island or something, or something well, he did with a Chaos Emerald or, you know? Well, yeah, but the story obviously wasn't written... Uh, well, yeah, well, exactly. Island. Okay, I mean, so, the, the thing is, like, that's the thing. A cartoon like Adventures could just do that. He could just invent yeah. it, and Sonic yeah. could smash it, and but that's twenty-two minutes, and it doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah, the tomorrow. end of the episode, so but, it can't happen again. Yeah, yeah. But Sonic the comic and Nigel Kitching in particular has more of a mind to wrapping up a story into wider continuity than that. So that's why we have this little caveat. So your issue with the basic premise, <laughs> right? So Sonic is zapped by Grimer. The laser goes through him, comes out blue, goes into Robotnik. And then, you know, Sonic's going like, I'm fine, what happened? Whatever you thought that was, that was no good. He comes out, he's brown. It's old-fashioned Sonic before he got his powers, quote-unquote. And then there's Robotnik, stood there in a a rubbish pastiche of a superhero based on Sonic. So he's got, like, I once did this. I once did a comic where I did a rubbish pastiche of a Sonic superhero, and I didn't realise that I'd just copied exactly this, or maybe <laughs> had the same idea. He's got... He's all in blue, but... Yeah, it it's, is... It's the robotic model. Yeah. Yeah. Except it's got spikes. So he's covered in spikes. He's blue. He's even got the same, like, uh, adventure-style cross on his stomach with the circle in the middle of it. It's the same costume, 100%. They've just, you know, flood-filled it. Yeah, basically, yeah. But, and also, and the really gross thing is, like, his moustache now is... blue. It's blue, but it's also not hairy anymore. It's just, like, two ribbons coming off his face that are blue. Oh, yeah, I didn't really notice that, because, yeah, yeah. I always noticed that, because to me, they always looked as if they were, you know, made of, like, rubbery ribbon, like... Well, I was just, I mean, I had to flip back the page there to see how Rodriguez drew it before Mm, he got hit. But no, he's drawn it all, yeah, raggedy. Well, I guess that what has happened there, obviously, is (laughs) that the bristles of his mustache have been (laughs) used by the cobalt effect. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so here we go. Even if, this is my rant, even if... If you aren't a regular listener, me and Chris have clashed on this before. Oh, this is ages ago. We haven't mentioned yeah. this since, like, the first couple of issues. I don't accept that there's anything superhero-y about Sonic's powers. Because, okay, the powers Sonic has are canonically that he trained until he could run so fast that he turned blue. And the turning blue was an aesthetic difference that didn't bestow any new powers on him at all. It only happened once he'd attained them already himself through training. That's what Sonic is. He's a guy who can, can run really fast. That's what he is. He's not a magic guy. Okay, he's got the shoes. And we had a little argument about whether or not the shoes are slightly magic or slightly science. I always thought slightly science. I mean, because they were invented by a scientist, not not a wizard. Yeah, but any sufficiently advanced science, etc. That that (laughs) act, whatever your position, like, what the shoes are doesn't matter. Fair enough, yeah. But whatever they are, they are what allowed him to break the sound barrier. To get as fast as he, yes. And when he broke the sound barrier, he turned blue. So. Robotnik zapping them off him and himself turning blue is an absolute nonsense. The fact that when he does it, it's this crap pastiche superhero costume. It's just, uh, it's, it's 
it's just rubbish. It's oh, it not, does look rubbish. No, it, no, it I, looks I mean, rubbish. It's not a superhero costume, though. It's not supposed to look like a superhero costume, isn't it? It's just robotic. it is. Look at his, look at his, his. The bottom half of his mouth is not blue. That's Batman. Be, no, that's because Sonic has face there. He's oh got my white God. gloves like Sonic, red shoes okay. like Sonic, and flesh-toned mouth like Sonic. And then Do the you know whole what? rest Fair of him enough. is blue. Fair enough, actually. But, but I, you but can no, see you, I where can I see where you're the, coming from, yeah. 100%. Absolutely, yeah. The 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 pose he strikes is quite super heroic too. Yeah. And obviously, you know, Sonic is a superhero. When I'm talking about pirates or anything, like Sonic would be the first person to tell you he was a superhero. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, yeah, I could see where you're coming from with it. Yeah. Yeah. It. I oh God, I don't like it. I don't. Oh no, the, no, it's rubbish. It's like if I mean, okay, okay, I, okay. Yes, I do think that law-wise, this doesn't fit, and it makes it a bit different, and it kind of clashes a bit. But on a basic level, it's just not up to the standard. Like this is oh no, if you the story here is the the same as if you had this gun shoot any real living person. And their powers were now bestowed on someone else. I'm imagining an old, like, 60s Hanna-Barbera cartoon where someone zaps the Beatles and gets their hair. Yeah. And their singing ability. It's like yeah, that. Yeah. Like, like <laughs> we joke about, you know, Sonic and powers or science yeah. and superheroes or whatever. But that is irrelevant to the low quality of the story itself. Yeah. yeah. The story and the concept, it's not quite up to snuff. It doesn't fit with all the cool stuff that we've had up till now. Mm -mm. It is from the... Like, as we say, from if it had happened Nigel. back in the teens, we mm -hmm. probably wouldn't have judged it so yep. harshly. Uh, although, I mean, it's still not great. But, but It's not unusual to find a one-off gag story like this, but it is unusual for Nigel to have written it. Yes, exactly. I thought it was a Lou one because I knew it was a one-shot story with yeah. a slightly more comedic premise. And that's the only reason I... Th but then reading it, I was like, oh, I can't believe Nigel or Lou did because it's so bad. And the sort of premise that just is from a different sort of thing to mm. what STC has now, thanks to Nigel... To Kitching's work, yeah. ...has established itself as being. This is an episode of the Adventures cartoon. That's what... Yeah. I mean, not literally, you understand no. what I'm saying. It's the type of plot that you would yes. expect from a rubbish 22-minute deep cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm racking my brains... I'm not going to go on record and say there wasn't an episode where Robot I, I can't zapped guarantee his powers it, into something else. But yeah. I, I, I'm, like, I'm pretty <laughs> sure there wasn't. One. But you could fake some screenshots and I'd believe yeah. it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Honestly, it's got my conspiracy theory head on, like this was misattributed or something. Like It does not. It's almost It has believable. none of the characteristics of a Nigel story. But for the fact that Grimer's in it, that it involves Sonic's origin. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that the yeah. secret base is in it. But it involves Sonic's origin wrong, like that Amy one is going to do. I maintain. I know it fits more into your idea of Sonic's origin, but Sonic trained, and then he broke the sound barrier, and that's why he's blue. It's not powers. It's not magic powers like this. No, there was no accident with a laser beam like there was with I mean, Robotnik. There was an accident, though. He was in a lab accident and he came out of it transformed. Yeah, true. But the lab accident was that he ran so fast that there was an explosion. That was what the accident was. It didn't have to be in a lab, apart from the fact that the kinetosphere thing helped. Now, had it been the other way around, I do think you can zap Robotnik's powers into someone else. Because that is powers administered to him by a zap. Yeah, that was the la another lab accident. You could notionally transfer the chaos yeah. energy out of Robotnik exactly, or something like that. Exactly, because yeah. that was beamed into him in some way. 
And that's not what happened to Sonic. Now, I guess I'll concede that I... And, and by the way, I don't mind, like, flimsy cartoon concepts. I don't mind it when you have oh, a mind swap episode or a this or that. But I think I would want something more than, frankly, you can do in seven pages mm. to establish that this zapping someone's, like, hard-won skills, their trained abilities into someone else can be done. I would want... And they try, you know, they... <laughs> as if it's anonymously written. Nigel tries to do that on page four as they have their discussion in the base about what it might be. And Porker's like, oh, hang on, I remember that Professor Einstein invented a magic laser that can do this. <laughs> mm. An energy-absorbing transmitting device. Instead of that, start with newscaster Sally Acorn again. Reporting on the death of Professor Einstein. Exactly. And like, what does this mean for his super gun? Well, nobody can find it. Something, something, something. Instead, what we get is Roadrunner. It's yeah, so it's yearbook. Runner, yeah. That is not what we get in STC. That's what we get mm. in spin-off things. If this was a poster mag, I'd say nothing about it. I mean, it still wouldn't be good. It no. would still be below the poster mag standard, but it's it's on that sort of level, yeah. I don't know. I don't know how this has happened. Anyway, I, I don't think it really matters <laughs> whether you think of Sonic's powers as superpowers or not. Yeah. If the idea is simply that, on the cartoon logic that this is based on, that, you know, there's a machine that can transfer the abilities of one person to another as energy, you know. Yeah. So I don't think it really matters. No, as soon as we're in yearbook mentality, it's absolutely fine. It's mm. just that we've just come out of the greatest so far STC arc. Yeah. Where everything is really solid and has a particular world and a particular feel. This, to me... Okay, yes. The difference between this and what we've had in the last few issues, to me, feels tonally almost as different as, like, Archie is to the games. And that disconnect that we've talked about before where it's like, well, that's not Sonic. Yeah, this doesn't feel like it, was. it belongs right now. No, yeah. specifically, now. no. 15, tw uh, 20... How long ago is it? 20, 25 issues ago? Uh, yeah, I wouldn't... Yeah, but... Yeah. Interesting. And it's not at all helped by the art in any way either. Like, we talked no. about how rubbish the design is, but, but it's, not it's all bad. I mean, it's just featureless brown voids. Yeah. Flat, brown, undetailed planes. The Freedom Fighters actually look all right. These are some of the better yeah. renderings Rodriguez has delivered of these characters in a while. Yeah, I, I personally don't like the colouring he was using at the time, which, to look at, I'm not sure if it's, like, physical or digital. It looks like... It looks like it was airbrushed. It looks like it was airbrushed, but it looks like what you did when you first were noodling about with digital airbrush colouring. So I don't... I mean, I'm sure it is physical, because I yeah. don't know if, how computer time, colouring yeah. was in those days. But, like, yeah, no, the actual, like... The characters, when you see them all, the Freedom Fighters and Brown Sonic and so on, I've, I've no complaint there. And mm. to be fair, the complaints that I do have about his Robotnik are because he's looking at an adventures model sheet for him, and he is silly looking in that. Mm. And it's amplified by the context in which the character is used in the yeah. story. It's a real perfect storm of bad Robotnik depiction. Yeah. It's like something that would come with a promotional tie-in, like a box of cornflakes yeah, yeah. with a Sonic comic attached or something yep. just after Adventures came out. The problem here is the backgrounds, which are... Oof, so bad. Just They're so empty. I mean... Uh, Sometimes there's a horizon line and then everything below it is just a void. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Almost all the time. Certainly in the last two pages. And then if you go to the page before the last two pages, you get an example of a really stark example of what I think really makes this stand out, which is the panel in the middle on the right. 
you can see some rocks, one of the the base of one of the standing rocks, and there's no delineation between them mm. and the floor, colouring yeah. wise. It's, it's just, just a single one, mass yeah. of brown and just random streaks of airbrushed light or dark brown. It's just dawned on me as well, and it's they don't tell us what zone it is. Mm. That doesn't sound like too big a concern, but it's Sonic. They usually tell us a zone that it is. Chris, I think this was digitally coloured. Yeah. I think it was. Yeah, look at the second to last page, and look what's going on with Robotnik shaking his fist. Mm-hmm. There's just an area he's forgotten to fill, under his moustache. Grimer, do something, you fool. Maybe, maybe not. Like, you'd get goofs like that in regular comics, too, where artists do, you... do just forget to go back and fill in the bit that they didn't colour the first time around. It happens, you but know? you're not filling. You're not using fill, and that's like a fill error. Yeah, but I mean, you don't paint the whole blue sky and then continue to paint the the, no, but the you... figures on top of that. You have to fill in the individual areas with I know, paint. but you're I know, but you're doing it with a, with a human brain, so it does incorporate it, all in, of those spaces. Yeah, but it's possible it. to forget, you know? You do Digitally all in one colour, and then you forget, and you go on and you do the, the whole rest of the thing, and you've put the blue away, or you, you've washed it off, or it, whatever, yeah. and it's, it's possible. Yeah, it's just, it just didn't work. It is possible, it, it is possible. Page two, the jewels on his uh, glove definitely look like they're done with pen, so... Mm-hmm. Eh. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, I'm just trying yeah. to work out how this could have happened. How do you get a page like this? Yeah. Altogether, I, I, I don't know. I mean, anything else we have to say is just picking yeah. at little bits of it. It's not a good one. It's not a great example of Sonic the Comic, particularly even now when it was done, regardless of your opinion of powers or anything else. Yeah. Let's see what Lou has for us next issue, I think. Refuso! Refuso! Honestly, Chris, the... The balls that it takes for a Californian developer and a Californian publisher to bring out a game in the UK under the title of Balls and expect With a to sell a single cop Z or not? Mm-hmm. To expect to sell any copies of something called Balls in the UK. What's this game? It is Balls. This game is Balls. Like, what were they expecting would happen with the reviews? And yet, this is quite a good review. So. Yeah, I know, right? The STC would be the one place where they wouldn't be allowed to make the joke. <laughs> <laughs> this game is a load of old dot dot dot. Well, but they do! Look at the opening line! I think the opening line is a reference. Contrary to what you might believe, Balls <laughs> is actually a revolutionary 3D fighting game. So, I yeah, think they probably were right, actually, nodding yeah. towards that. It's called Balls. It's, it's Balls with a Z, and it's a fighting game where all of the characters are... You know, everyone's trying to get on the Donkey Kong Country bandwagon mm. still. I don't know why they still are, yeah. but they are. <laughs> so everyone is made out of these little 3D balls, which kind of boing out and stretch out. And I think it looks gross, but apparently yeah. it's all right. It's been reviewed all right, yeah. I mean, this is David Gibbon doing both the reviews and the reviews mm. on this issue. We have Balls for the Mega Drive and Jungle Book for the Mega Drive. And it's, it's pretty much exactly what we were talking about last issue, where uh, Dave has just given up any pretense of reviewing, and he just <laughs> describes the features of the game for four or five paragraphs, and then in the last paragraph, offers a quick wrap-up of what he actually thinks of it. Yeah. And it doesn't leave you much to discuss on a podcast. 
Thanks, it does Dave, not. No. 25 um, years ago. What I will say, though, is that um, these the people who made this game took this technology and they made some more popular games with it. Pets, cats, dogs, and oh, oddballs. Oh, uh, I didn't know that. Yeah, that was, uh, that was what they did on the back of, you know... Basically, I guess they'd already built the rendering engine and figured out mm. how to make some balls, so they uh, so they decided made made a whole career of it. Uh, as far as I can tell, that's all they did. They just did those games, and that was that. Of the raves and graves section, it says the 3D graphics may not be to everyone's taste. Yeah, not to mine. No. Full of humor, digitized comments, flashy graphics, and upbeat music. Accolade must be congratulated on taking the initiative to produce the first ever 3D beat 'em up for the Mega Drive. Takes some getting used to, but beat em up fans will be hooked. Looking at a video of it, it actually looks really good. The characters can move really smoothly in and out of the screen. We've got a screenshot here with one guy right up close to the camera. When they call it a 3D fighter, mm. what that means is, yeah, in addition to moving left and right in your Street Fighter or Mortal Kombat, you can also move into and out of the screen. Near and fur! Um. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at it, and it really is smooth. Like, I can't see... It doesn't seem to be that, you know, you've got middle size, bigger, bigger, mm. bigger. It's It actually seems like a completely smooth transition. Like, it, as if, maybe, they've got the Mega Drive to render it somehow. Mm. I don't know how it works. Also, when you defeat someone, they scatter. The ball, their balls scatter everywhere. Oh, that rings a bell. I'm sure I played this at least once or twice when I was younger. Mm. Oh, I never did. In both screenshots, they're very darkly printed, so you can't quite mm -mm. see... What it says, but there's a big billboard in the background of both of them. Can't see what it says on the smaller screenshot. Administer smackies? Smackage, maybe? No. Well, anyway, <laughs> but then the other one said, Ken Sword. I looked up why it says censored on this big screen in the second screenshot. I can't tell. There's nothing. It, it, I've found the screen, and it does just say censored. It also cycles through some other messages, like balls and kerrang and suck sidewalk. Oh, administer smackies. Smackies. And open wide for chunky. Oh, matron. <laughs> but next to it, there are these smaller screens. So you can see that in the first screenshot, the yeah, smaller one. That's got some kind of Japanese character on it, as in letter, not, not yeah, face. Yeah. The bit that I'm looking at, it's playing an animation, a three-frame animation of a pair of jeans, but just the bum area of the <laughs> pair of jeans. And then frame two, the jeans are coming down a little bit. And then frame three, the jeans are coming down more to reveal some bummage, but there's a sensor bar over that saying MA13. So rude, what, a, rude. what a rude game. What a very rude oh, game. Rude. I completely disapprove, although, oh, I've just seen oh, a bit bums. where the big billboard says you're splat on the mat, which are quite right. right. Stop live streaming <laughs> balls I'm, footage. I'm <laughs> closing the balls footage now. <laughs> I'm sorry, I shall never live stream balls again in the middle of this podcast. I apologise to you and to the listeners who I've let down. <laughs> Jungle Book, on the other hand. <laughs> Jungle Book and Lightning, it looks like it's a good... Game, doesn't it? Yes, um, Gibbon is quite complimentary of it. it all his well, he would be, wouldn't he? Focused on the uh, he wants to be like you. <laughs> yeah, no. I'm, in, I'm in a silly mood. I'm sorry. I don't know. Well, I got my flu jab this morning. Maybe oh, it's made you're, me go you're weird. Giddy with the disease. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm giddy with disease. <laughs> 
Yes, he's very complimentary of the graphics on this one. And well, he might be. So. I mean, that that's about it. He, I, mean, he, yeah, I mean, he really takes like two paragraphs just to tell you how good the graphics are, but at least it's an opinion that dominates the review instead of just describing the contents of it. Did you ever play this one? No, I never did. Oh. And it's weird that I never did. I, yeah. keep I, I keep thinking like, why did I never? Because I was such a big fan of Aladdin. And even the initial programming of the game was done by Dave Perry, the talent responsible for massive hits, Cool Spot and Aladdin. Yeah, so why didn't I play it? And honestly, I think the reason was that when I saw it, you know, on TV, on whatever it was on, Bad oh. Influence or whatever, it did look a bit babyish compared yeah. to those games. Even compared to Lion King, like which was, I would say, a little bit more on the sort of, hey kids, look at this side mm. than mm. Aladdin was, which was a legit game. Jungle Book looked like it was for the younger kids, even though it was basically the same thing. And it does say here, yeah. in the graves... Maybe too easy to complete for older players. Maybe that's where I got the impression from. Possibly. Sonic influencing your game-buying decisions. Mm. Never played it myself, as I say, so... Cannot. I was a big Jungle Book fan. Yeah. I don't know what my problem yeah, was. Maybe it was. Maybe it was just because it wasn't the latest film. Mm. It was this old one, and it felt done and over with, you know? We ascertained at some point, didn't we, that Jungle Book was re-released around this time in some capacity in cinemas or on video or something. Right? Yeah, That's we did. That's why they did a game. Yeah. But, uh, mm. yeah. Sounds like it had nice graphics, anyway. Eternal Champions! Larson's Revenge, Part 3. Written by Michael Cook, art by John Howard, letters by Tom Frame. Larson breaks Shadow out of jail, but it turns out she didn't want to be freed. Her purpose in this time period was to assemble detailed dossiers on all rival crime families, and she was intending to share this evidence with the police to take them all down. The pair return to Larson's apartment, where they find his old boss, Mr. Tagliani, and his goons waiting for them. Tagliani turns out to have been the one who hired Larson to steal Shadow's dossiers, and who sold them out to the cops but now he intends to finish them off himself. What's to say? I had trouble thinking of anything to say for this one and ultimately didn't write any notes because it's just... The story continues, doesn't it? And it's fine. As I was getting ready to write the summary, I was like, well, this is just three pages of him breaking her out of jail then. How much more can possibly happen in the two pages <laughs> that follow after that? And then it's like, yeah, that's in fact the whole summary is the last two pages as questions are answered and mysteries are tied up. You know? Yeah. And yeah, I'm not sure what exactly we can say about it. <laughs> so I quite liked the re resolution because I, I was <clears throat> trying to figure out what is all this stuff about? What, what is she doing and how does it help to be an organized crime boss? And I must admit, I was very slightly confused by it, but I think what it is is that she's a crime boss <clears throat> because she's been making deals with all the other crime bosses. <clears throat> so she knows about them all. And basically the whole point was that she would get arrested, turn them all in, and then, you know, probably get zapped back off to the Eternal Champion's yeah. house or whatever. Yeah, she, she didn't want to be rescued, but she wasn't intending to be arrested yet either, because Larson makes that point. Um, they didn't know they were going to be ambushed in the quarry by the police last issue. So someone, presumably the same person, Larson figures, who hired him to steal what he now realizes are these dossiers, these incriminating mm. dossiers, these were the papers he was hired to steal, are perhaps the ones who uh, sold Shadow out to the cops to try and get rid of her before she could do that. And um, it was. <laughs> yes, yeah, not a very good plan, though, because that's exactly how she would do that, is by talking to the cops. So he's like, 
delivered it to the cops. Well, I think the idea, and yeah, I'm not 100% sure, but I think the idea is that he hired Larson to steal the documents so then she would have no proof of her claims when she there we go. went over to the police. And that being the case, great little story. Yeah. Like, I think this is really cool. I think it's kind of a, yeah, it is more grown up than I would expect out of STZ yeah. by this stage. This is like early STC level yeah. grown up in this, and I'm all for it. We're not quite on the Streets of Rage levels here. I mean, the final panel of this strip is Tagliani's two goons pressing their revolvers into the backs of Shadow and uh, yeah. Larson's heads. We'll see how that one pans out next issue. I think next issue is the final part, too. I think this is only a four-parter. It feels like it ought mm. to be, yeah. You know, it's not quite Hawk executing that one guy in the street after his drug lab got blown <laughs> up in a ram raid by ex-cops. But... Uh, <laughs> But yeah, it's a, an intelligent, mature story. <laughs> Here's something that I've been that's been nagging and nagging at me. Last page, second to last panel mm. of Tagliani going. Let's see if we can't get it right this time. Yeah, actually, he's probably more of a Godfather sort of sound, isn't he? Less Edward G. Robinson. I I know this guy off the telly. <laughs> I don't mean this type. I mean this. Exact explicit oh, human being been based on somebody directly. No, no. I think that just by chance, the way that he's been drawn here matches exactly the face of an actor from now. Oh, okay. And I can't I think who I'm thinking of. Readers, look at this picture. I'll post it on the Twitter if I remember. And like, tell me who I'm thinking. I know this guy from somewhere. It's not not ringing any bells for me. Whoever he is, it's like. That's a brilliant drawing of him, and it's weird that he didn't exist yet. <laughs> like, because that's he... your big takeaway from this issue. That is, is the, my this big This one panel takeaway. reminds me of some actor. Yes. It doesn't <laughs> remind me. It's him. It is, if, you, yes. if this was a comic about something that actor had been in, you'd be like, oh, that's a great drawing. Oh, they paid yeah, for the likeness is. rights on that one. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and that's what I thought. I, initially, it like registered as like, oh, they've obviously got the rights to it. And then I realized... No, because it feels like I'm thinking of someone more recent. Anyway, I can't get any further than that. If I think of it between now and this episode's release, I'll dub it in. But no, I don't know who I'm thinking of. It's Peter Benedict as Alexander in Dark. I never remember to put the things on the Twitter that I say I will. So remind me, I'll put the pictures on the Twitter. You'll see. But yeah, um, yeah, I don't know what we, we have to say about this one, to be honest. No, it's good though, isn't it? Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I was, I wasn't sure. I didn't remember how the mystery shook out, and it's all, oh. um, it's all come together quite nicely. Yeah, mm. and Shadow continues to just wear that coat throughout the entire thing, so it doesn't well, be she too, might. Uh, it doesn't be too, uh, no, uh, salacious. No, it's only it, it comes off right at the end. Although, mind you, it does look like that one cop is shoving her by her arse into that cell on the second page. <laughs> yes, it looks exactly like that. Like, you can see the impact. <laughs> I mean, I don't think he, he, it's just the way the figures happen to be yeah, positioned. It's, he's it's, pushed her it's in the back and she's fallen over. But it does tumbled. look like he's just going... Yeah. There we go. Eternal champions. Yeah. Uh, it's cool. It's cool and bums. <laughs> news Zone. Again, not a pile to say about the News Zone either, really, is there? Like, there's one cool bit which is The Secrets of Sonic and Knuckles, or Yay. whatever happened to Sonic 3 Part 2, where they essentially get as close to telling us the true story behind Sonic and Knuckles as they legally can without making Sega look bad. I know. I mean, it starts, though. As every Sonic fan knows, Sonic and Knuckles is storming the charts. 
Well, I wish it was. We don't know that for sure. <laughs> not based on this comic, anyway. No, maybe it storms the charts every other week, and that's not the week that we get an STC. <laughs> the actual charts will have been updated and broadcast on television or being available somewhere else. It's just yeah, STC yeah, is just weeks behind, yeah. Teletext. Yes, teletext, that would be it. <laughs> Somewhere like that. <laughs> okay, here's what it says, right? There is something you don't know. Sonic and Knuckles started life as Sonic 3 The Special Edition. That's right, Sonic 3 was designed to be such a huge game that it would be brought out in two parts. Well... I mean, yes, nearly. See, that's, that's, uh, they skip over the the, ba the bit that makes Sega look bad. They skip yeah. over the bit where it was originally supposed to be one game, then they decided they would have to split it into two parts. Yeah. The narrative they're presenting here is that Sonic 3 Part 2 morphed into being Sonic and Knuckles when, and I quote, somewhere along the way the folks at Sega decided that Knuckles was going to be a megastar and deserved a big role in a new game. And there's probably some truth to that. Oh, yeah, I would say so. I mean, I can't imagine that at the time of Sonic 3's creation, when it was all intended to be one big game, that they intended to hand control of Knuckles over to you at any point. Exactly. I That's it. I bet Knuckles went down really well, and so they went, oh, well, then let's make him playable in the second one. Oh, yeah. wait, though, wait, though. No, though, because no. there are those areas in Sonic 3 by itself, like that bit in the Angel Island zone that you can't get through the big wall, and that is a Knuckles route. So I guess they did know Knuckles was going to be playable. Maybe. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Maybe. Mm. Like, was it intended to be a Knuckles route at the time? It must be, though, because it. Mm, but mm, but it is tell, there, and it? it is blocked off, isn't it? Maybe it was just a Sonic route, and then they blocked it off just before release to make it a Knuckles route or something. That would like still that. imply. That would be just before that would yeah. they would still allow them yeah, to make yeah. Sonic Three because by the time Sonic Three would have come out, they would have mm. surely at least yeah decided they'd have had the testing information back, yes. wouldn't they? The data. They would have I don't decided. know. Yeah. But um, also worth noting that they say Sonic and Knuckles started life as Sonic Three: The Special Edition, and I'm pretty sure that that's not to be taken literally. The, no, not that it wouldn't have been the, the title. Yeah, exactly. The news they're informing us of is that Sonic and Knuckles was originally part of Sonic 3 rather than it was going to be called Sonic 3 The Special Edition mm -hmm. which make all the, but it's plausible because it does make it sound like you know we've had a couple of recent Special Edition games haven't we the Jurassic Park one yeah yeah whatever the other one was that made us refer back to the Jurassic Park one <laughs> <laughs> or or maybe a 32X or Mega CD expansion version of Sonic 3 would have had some more levels and that shook out as being worthy of a second release or I mean the, yeah the title know. Which, yeah, you can say we don't know if they're just making it up or not, but mm. the title Sonic 3 The Special Edition does... When I hear that, I imagine a re-release of Sonic 3 mm. with the extra with all Sonic and Knuckles yeah. content attached, yeah. yeah. Uh, I.e. the game it was originally, originally mm. intended to be. Yeah, I mean, it's nice that they even told us this much even back then, to be honest. That's a it level is. of insight you didn't get in the kids' publications too much. We've got two uh, screenshots. In the second one, it's the bit where in the... Um, Oh, what's it called? The Volcano Zone. It's the second stage of the Lava Reef Zone, isn't it? When it all cools down. And... Where Knuckles is standing there about to knock a big boulder at you down the stairs. And in that screenshot, he's red. But in the first screenshot... <laughs> <laughs> Which is well, in the Mushroom Hill Zone, as he's holding one of those... <laughs> things. 
Hashtag Knuckles was pink. And thanks for the few people who have gone out there and hashtag that since the last episode came out. There's been a couple, yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, I was going to say, uh, to be fair, it, mm. it's a little hard to tell if that is even true or not. It's just because... a terribly printed picture, isn't it? Exactly, yes. They're, they're just photographs of TV screens. Yeah. Cropped at that. I'd even wonder if the second one is like a proper screenshot and the first one is a photo of a TV screen. Because in the first one, the colour's all janky. It looks mm, like a mm. photo. There's colour separation that shouldn't be there. The second one's pretty good. You can see the pixels in that one. We'll never know. <laughs> it never happened. Pink, pink. What is this one? A walk in the Jurassic Park. Oh, this mm. is the Jurassic Park Mega CD game. Telling us that it's going to be more immersive. You're not just going to be walking about and jumping like in the Mega Drive version. It's a quite intricate, misty style point and click type thing. Yes, fed up with watching Jurassic Park on video for the billionth time? Literally never, how dare you? <laughs> feel you could do a lot better than Richard Attenborough and co? Well, I do feel I could do better than Richard Attenborough in that movie, yeah, on account <laughs> of how all he did was, like, getting everybody near killed. <laughs> yeah, I suppose you're right there, yeah. Time to pick up Jurassic Park for the Mega CD. We knew this was coming already. Yeah, this yeah. is quite a, 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 a short news zone, you know, these are well, I don't know, maybe I'm just too used to new zones that consist of long lists of short mm. information about games that are coming out in the future, which then didn't. But, um, yeah, <laughs> we've got half the first page given over to Sonic and Knuckles, half the page given over to Jurassic Park. In the second page of the new zone, there's a little bar on the top there just letting us know that the 32X is coming out this month. I mean, mm. They've told us so much about it, it's just because it's coming out this month. A recommended price of £149, it says, but I think I read on Wikipedia that it was more. They don't seem excited about the 32X here. It really is just the 32X exists, this is the price, the end. Here's yep. what it's compatible with, done. But if you'd like to know what I'm less excited about than that... <laughs> Even less. It's the short bursts. Sports special. Hoof. Yeah, I mean, I refuse to spend time talking about this. I had to limber up to try and even get my eyes through it. It's uh, FIFA 95, Madden 95, and EA NBA Live 95 are coming out, and it's just nine, ten paragraphs of <laughs> kicks, injuries. Mm. I mean, mm. oh, the thing that sent me over the edge and started the eyes <laughs> to glaze over was in the Madden 95 summary where it says... The icing on the cake of the game... Oh, what'll it be? ...is the availability of statistics galore. Oh, wow. Oh, statistics Thrilling. galore. Thrilling stuff. And then they do... A wealth of statistics are available, it says, on the on the NBA 95 as well. What was that? Sorry, I passed out from excitement. What did you say there? Exactly. Exactly. This, I mean, hang on. i got to... Where is... Uh, um, I can't even focus on this enough to find what I'm looking for. No, it's really hard. Mm. I need to lift some weights with my eyes to get them to focus on this. New features include set play free kicks, longer term injuries, and a very effective aftertouch system. World records for passing, rushing, tackling. Yay. Other moves include behind the back passes, two player alley-oops, tip in slams, and fouls. You're oh looking forward my. to the tip in slams? Jesus can't wait God. for some of those. Tip-in slams are my favourite alternative rock band. <laughs> God, it's boring. Oh my God. Sports games. 
Oh, thank God, I'm genuinely more interested in the ads. Hello! Yeah, this is another uh, double-page spread of ads. On the right, we've just got the Fruit Pastels, Ernie the Chinless Wonder ad again. But then on the left page, we've got another one of those half and half or top and bottoms. Uh, the bottom half is another one of the Subutio ads. We've seen those before, but it's... um. Not a good this one. one. This, this one doesn't yeah, count. Normally these are a line of nonsense or a tautology yeah. of some kind where someone says something silly and are yeah. overly obvious, you know. What's the book that they collect those in? Private Eye were printing Coleman Balls collections. The one, they yeah. probably still are. And it was exactly this sort of thing. It was just, you know, just things that sports commentators said wrong. And they had many volumes that they could have chosen to draw one from, but instead they went with this... He beat Shilton from 35 yards, and you don't beat Shilton from 35 yards, said Peter Jones once. And that's a perfectly normal yep. turn of phrase. Doing some yeah, good so. rhetoric, doing his job well. That's, that's so, fine. Bad choice on that one. And that is an advert for two live-action goalkeepers for around £1.70. It's a goalkeeper on a bit of spring on the end of a stick, and you must have to waggle him in the way. Live-action. Jesus. <laughs> I guess the stick goes out the back end of the net, and then from the opposite side of the net, you wiggle the stick to move. I have no the, idea. Yeah, I guess. You know, on a pivot to make the goalkeeper yeah. go the, the width of yeah. the thing. And he's, he's pictured in a dive, so it's like... <laughs> live action brilliant is Sabutio still a thing I don't know good question I've never obviously never played it I feel like I don't even need to actually say that out loud <laughs> no no I have never played it I, I must say I wouldn't have minded a little go that it's got little figures even if they're of people I absolutely cannot possibly care less about <laughs> you know at least that's something at least there is a little toy ball with little toy men and something is happening see i bet sabutio enthusiasts would take the biggest umbrage with you mm. distilling their hobby down to little toy men with a little toy this ball are they is it a game where you're like ah flick flick kick kick or is it like do you get out your measuring templates is it a 40k do you position your men and then do charts and tables and things i if genuinely it's a flick, flick, have kick, no idea i, can imagine I playing think it. it's probably a bit of both mm. Write in if you know. <laughs> but then uh, on the top of the page, now we're talking as far as cool toys go. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is an ad slash compo for the Aliens toy line from yes. Kenner. Aliens! They're unstoppable! But we're going to stop them anyway! Send in the Marines! We're the Space Marines! Drake, Ripley, A-Phone. Bishop, and I'm Hicks, armed with the latest high-tech heavy metal. Look out, Hicks! The Queen's gonna crown ya! My bug rocker's on a roll! Valerian attacking! Eat torch, bug brain! Alien invasion problem? Send in the Marines! Aliens! Send in the Marines! Space Marines! Aliens! Though I did, uh, I think it now, and I thought it then, and I think it now, it's still, still very strange to me that this toy line existed. You know, yeah. this film for adults. Which is... Yeah. I mean, I guess it must have been the first time I, as a kid, was exposed to the idea. But it's not like it was a new idea. Kenner made an alien toy back in, like, really? 79 or 80 when the thing came really? out originally. Kenner presents new alien action figure. Dana's glow! Quick, shut the airlock! The alien's locked out now! He got through! Shh! Give up! Alien can't be beat! We'll tap him with the light! Don, he'll destroy the spaceship. We've lost. Better find another ship. 
Let's try the kitchen. <laughs> Another triumph for Alien. Alien, action figure, new from Kenner. And, you know, I mean, it wasn't anything over here, that. but there was the Rambo cartoon in the 80s. As Rambo well, cartoon. Robocop cartoon as well. I think both those things had tie-in yeah. toy lines as well. They, but, I can um, tell you they did. I can tell you they did. The one time, have I said this on the podcast? The one time my uh, my mum had to quickly confiscate a present that someone had given me at a birthday party. Because in our village, you see, we had this chapel hall. And none of us went to the chapel, but we used the hall. It was perfect for birthday parties. It was just a room. It was like an empty classroom and you just hired it. Its carpet was just possible to slide on in socks you know it was just it was that sort of you know tight low non-shaggy carpet that allowed for that you get a good electric shock off it i can still remember the smell of it you lined up a, a long line of tables or down one wall that was where all the party food was all the kids would sit around there you could house and probably anything up to 30 kids on that table and then you would have games for the rest of the afternoon i had a party in there one time and it, the tradition was that you would bring some bit of tat to uh, give over as a present usually someone would bring that toy of slimer you know that toy of slimer that with the curly round tail that everybody had i've been to so many parties in that chapel hall where some eight-year-old got that slimer that i can't remember whether i was ever one of them i don't think it was but one kid once brought me a rambo annual and my mum the thank yous happened and my mum just squirreled it away and I never saw it, never remembered that it existed until she told me about it several years later and about how she had to censor that one because, no, children shouldn't really be into Rambo. That shouldn't be a cartoon. Rambo the film or Rambo the force of freedom the cartoon? It must have been a tie-in with the cartoon. No, but, but, I, it's, my... but I don't remember that cartoon being a thing over here. No. But when I think about it, when you cast your mind back, you can absolutely believe somebody would have produced a Rambo film-based annual. Mm, yeah. That's a conceivable yeah. thing that could have happened, even though... Because, well, this is the thing. This is probably where you and I differed from all the other boys in school. <laughs> I was going to say, but all the kids were watching the films anyway. Uh, but I wasn't. Neither was I. No, see, we were straight boring kids who watched yeah. Turtles and did our homework. Yeah, <laughs> well, not so much the homework. I, I did not see Aliens until I was in my 30s. Uh, 20s, but neither did I, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that wasn't a case of avoiding it. It's just the one of the Aliens films that was never on telly very much compared to all the other ones. I found here what must be the annual I got. And it's Rambo, it's the film Rambo. Yeah, mm -hmm, yeah. There it is. That's Sly on the front, not some cartoon guy, that's a painting, that's a yeah. that, you know, it's the equivalent of if there was a arcade cabinet, it's the sort yeah, of painting yeah, you get much. on that. Or a video game cover, yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you another thing about as well, the Rambo annual. The only child I would fight would be a child who tried to convince me that this was interesting. <laughs> like, what are you interested in Rambo for? What do you want an annual of Rambo for? He's just a bloke. Kids didn't care about First Blood. It was those right. those later 80s and... Uh, I don't remember when the other two Rambo films came out exactly. But, you know, the ones that actually were about the gung-ho action movie right. hero stuff that the yeah. you were seeing from Schwarzenegger as well. And, uh, All right. See, I don't know. I've still not watched them because why would you watch... Rambo. He's just a man with muscles and guns. So I don't know. I could be wrong about what well, he... I mean, First Blood is essentially like a, an indictment of the way the American system treated veterans returning from Vietnam. Wow, that is completely incongruous with what I thought Rambo was and he therefore presumably turned out later to be. Yes, what you think Rambo is, is, is what the later films turned him into. Yeah. 
that what I think Rambo is is what they do a joke about in Gremlins Two: <laughs> a man with a bandana on who just wreaks havoc. Yes, 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 exactly. But it's the same <laughs> thing as you saw in films like uh, Commando or Commando, uh, or say, even yeah. Predator, which is a monster. Yeah. But even those first what, 10, 15, 20 minutes of of Predator are just big muscle guys with bandoliers yeah. and guns doing the most ridiculous, yeah. over the top air quotes action sequences where you look at them now and you wonder how we considered that entertainment. <laughs> yes, and I looked at them then and wondered that as well. What I was looking at was I was being told what they were like by kids, and I was mm. going and. Okay, everything you're telling me is fine. At what point does he shoot a ghost? Okay, everything, this is all fine. Yep. What's he a mutant of? You're, you're talking nonsense to me. You're, you're talk, this, you might as well be telling me what your dad's job is. I don't care. Um, look at this. I found an open page of the annual, and it's just as boring as I'm imagining. It's just men in an office. I haven't opened it yet, but hang on. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh my God, that's... Dr- oh, I at least... I at least thought it was going to be photographs oh photographs right. from the film you know like how annuals be i thought mm. it was going to be um a prose story mm. with right, photographs yeah. of the film i'm but sure that was also disastrously in badly drawn thing look at that that's <laughs> terrible it's awful isn't it imagine how good it would have been if they got the uh, you know golden axe bloke in or something oh but i do see from this God, that is terrible. There is a fact file here on a character called the White Dragon, and that is a character from the terrible cartoon Rambo, the Force of Freedom. He's so rubbish looking. He's a bloke who's ostensibly, like, he's the most you can be dressed as a ninja, as a shinobi in this, mm. but still be boring. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I guess this annual was themed mostly yeah. around the cartoon but wow that's terrible looking <laughs> look how bad that is oh they're like, all just, just there. It, they look like um character model sheet turnarounds yeah well yeah they're obviously copied from one that is and you can even see there's a a sort of boss looking man who's got a suit and a little goatee and mm. all of his drawings are like this is how this artist draws but then there's <laughs> other drawings like rambo in the first picture which yeah. is he's so just copied a turnaround in a completely yeah. oh, different style and yeah we've talked about this enough that this is going on the twitter <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't. They look as if you can see how they're not animated, and just their mouths will slightly change in two frames to open and close. You know, that's how bad this looks. This does look like a filmation show, yeah, like the Star Trek animated series or something. But no, it was a Japanese animated show, like Transformers or GI Joe. That's what the show looked like. That's how bad this looks, is that it looks like the comic strip equivalent of filmation animation. So thanks, Mum, for confiscating that, because... I mean, it seems like it spared you something terrible. Yeah. Yeah. But how about we talk about these alien toys? (laughs) Yes, oh, I forgot forgot we hadn't got uh, got sidelined there. Yeah, so they made aliens toys, and I remember seeing them in Woolworths. Woolworths, sign the gong, take a drink, finish (laughs) your drink. I mentioned Woolworths, but for whatever reason, Woolworths is the shop I remember seeing these in. Mm -hmm. Brave space marines have repelled an attack on Earth by evil aliens from outer space. Gosh, that is... Don't yeah. sound like it was written by somebody who hadn't seen a film. It doesn't it? This whole yeah. thing sounds like it's written by someone who doesn't write for magazines, hasn't seen the films they're talking about. It's a marketing executive has written this. Hurtling towards Earth in their spaceship, mm, the aliens, the aliens led a. by the alien queen, had planned to take over the planet <laughs> yeah. and recruit girls and boys we aged 7 to 12 to join their army. Right, what's that? Wait, what, what is, is that? that? That's What is that? Recruit girls and boys 
aged 7 to 12 specifically. Doesn't that sound as if they've been given a thing that it says, here's who this is aimed at? Yeah, and they've misinterpreted it. Yeah. Yeah. However, the five brave space marines, Lieutenant Ripley, Sergeant Apone... Wait a minute! Wait a minute! I think that's it! I think you've hit the nail on the head! Mm. I think they've actually been given a bit of copy that's like, these toys, they're going to recruit girls and boys aged 7 to 12, and that copy is given to shops to know how to what shelves to put them on. And then they've taken it literally, and they think it's part of the film Aliens. I think so. Carry on. However, the five brave space marines, Lieutenant Ripley, Sergeant Apone, Drake, Corporal Hicks, and the android bishop, not sure if I pronounced Apone correctly there. No, I don't know. Aliens in forever. Uh, defeated the aliens with their unique weapons and interplanetary vehicles, the Hover Tread and Stinger XT-37, available now available in stores, <laughs> and sent the aliens back to outer space. I love that both uses of outer space are spelt with capital O and capital yeah, S. Oh my god. This person goodness. thinks that's like what it's called. They like have no idea, do they? They genuinely yeah. haven't a clue. But before they <laughs> left, the aliens delivered to Earth the exciting new range of aliens toys, based on the blockbuster movies which are only available from Kenner. Well, that doesn't seem like you've parsed that sentence right. No. Um, the, based on the blockbuster movies, comma, which are... Yeah. Even then. Anyway, yeah. there are six different aliens, each with its own unique action, including the gorilla alien. The gorilla which, alien? Is that a thing from aliens? Well, it's the idea... The alien. alien 3 had happened by this point, so oh, we yeah. have had the idea that, yes, the aliens take on the characteristics of the animals they're implanted within because the, oh, um, no. the alien implants itself in oh which version is it oh anyway one cut of the film it's a dog the other cut of a film it's an ox but anyway it's a sort of quadruple apparently another one it's a gorilla no i mean because all of these are themed aliens the gorilla alien which can be filled with water to squirt as we all know gorillas do the bull (laughs) alien with its ramming head the scorpion alien which explodes on impact not great the face hugger with its (laughs) tail trap I think it's been one of those ones he pops apart and rebuilds, but oh, cool, I'm not sure, what the, uh, I'm not sure what the function of that is in battle. <laughs> this explodes. <laughs> the face hugger with its tail trap, the snake alien with its viper strike fangs, and of course, the alien queen. So what we've got is a photo of what I think is the bull alien, because it's like with the horns, down and big yeah. horns. And then just an alien. Is that the queen or what? Oh, it's got multiple arms and it does seem to have a bigger, more ornate head. So it's Oh, probably it has got a queen. sort of crest. That yeah. would be the queen, yeah. Mm, so uh, anyway, 50 readers can win a toy from this collection by entering the competition. Um, mm. Oh, goodness. It's one of those questions, too. Just write your name Sonic and address readers, on a postcard. Not, yeah, not Sonic not the Comic Sonic readers. Comic, yeah. yeah, no. How many different aliens are there in the new range of toys? Mm, mm-hmm. Send your postcard to Sonic slash Aliens Toy. Co- oh, well, there you go. See, it's not going to STC, is it? No. To Sonic slash Aliens Toy Competition, Cable Public Relations, Soho Street, London. Yeah. So, how many are there? And you just count what it says there, presumably. Well, you don't even have to count. It says there are six different aliens. Oh, does it? Oh, well, <laughs> hey, I would not have been able to enter this competition because apparently I am not observational enough. What? Observant enough. Um, yeah, so the copy is fascinating purely because it's written by somebody who hasn't a clue. <laughs> but again, a lovely little look into them. Because these are aliens well established now. What nerd mm. doesn't have some form of alien toy somewhere? Me, I don't. There but. is an, a new line of aliens toys out right now. Really? Yeah. I was about to say you don't really see too many examples of this anymore of stuff, you know, films for adults get it because that was just the culture at the time and it's different now. 
Except I've literally just remembered. That, mm. Yep, I've seen him in Smiths. But what do we mean by toys? You know, oh, Smiths, I mean, Smiths, I mean Smiths, Smiths yes. toys, Smiths, oh. if you prefer. Yep, that's <laughs> what I mean by. Obviously, there are when you, you. I suppose yes, the caveat is necessary because there are toys of so yeah. many films for adults, but they're collectible things made for adults. But no, these yeah. are brightly coloured <laughs> toys for kids the in fire Smiths, little darts. You know. Mm. I don't think toys fire things anymore. I think it's too oh, expensive really? to put the springs in them. Because oh. <laughs> Alien a big, is big, big Alien Queen with pop-out jaws and stuff. Because Alien toys, the little thing that comes out their mouth with the little mm. mouth on, that'd be perfect as a firing missile. Well, the, yeah, Not what well, they do, but no. But well, the Queen, the new Queen, anyway. You tilt the head, and the jaw comes, whoosh, just strikes out. Back oh, cool! All right, there you go. I'm assuming that's what the. Um, Viper strike fangs on this snake alien are. Yes. So, but who knows? I mean, we could Google it, but it's more fun to imagine it, isn't it? Mm. <laughs> Knuckles. Carnival Night Conspiracy, Part 1. Written by Nigel Kitching, with art by Richard Elson, and letters by Alita Fell. Knuckles is on his way back to the floating island after the battle at Sonic's secret base when the stolen egomatic he's flying is remotely self-destructed out from under him by Robotnik. Knuckles glides down to the island and lands outside the newly built Carnival Night Zone. Outraged by the eyesore, he investigates the carnival, destroying a construction robot, then coming face to face with the goons Robotnik has hired to run the place. The Marxio Brothers! Mm. What was that noise? Mm, I don't know, it was just a reaction noise. I, I must admit, I didn't really have much of a reaction to the Marxio Brothers in this one. It was like, oh yeah, them. Well, I liked the Marxio Brothers back at the time, so I was really excited to see them again. <laughs> but that was, of course, eclipsed by the discovery that Richard Elson was doing the art on the knuckle strip. What a treat. What a surprise. Never did artwork outside the Sonic strip yep. before now. Yep. The last issue preview was a piece of Mike Hadley artwork that doesn't appear anywhere else. Yeah. Um, so we didn't know to expect it. And, no. and here it was. And that means, uh, because this follows on, like, literally from the moment the last Sonic Directly, story finished, yes. this, it's like it's still on. It, like, it's yeah, still yeah. going. This is the real sequel. You know, forget yeah. that Sonic No More stuff. Never mind that. that that's <laughs> nonsense. And, 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 the, and here's Nigel writing Nigel stories. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> this is the stuff. Yeah. It's, it's, it's so hard to believe the same guy wrote these two stories in this one issue. Like, Yeah. Literally hard to believe. I genuinely wonder yeah. if it's a misprint. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the uh, the old Egomatic Robotnik appeared. Well, again, and here's the bit. Robotnik mm -hmm. on a view screen. That's his mm. natural home in a kitchen story whenever he's addressing <laughs> another character. You know, whenever he's speaking to the hero, it's done from afar. Yeah. Ah, my former ally. I thought you'd like to know the craft you're flying belongs to me, and my punishment for thieves is particularly harsh. 
So this looks like the end for you, Knuckles, unless you've learned how to fly. And Knuckles flings himself from yeah. the Egomatic in a big splash panel with the uh, title box and starts today. Yes. In the, in, not, not starts this issue. This starts issue. today. Today. The immediacy of it all. Yeah. Because right? it's still no today, idea. even now today. It's still here. today. It yeah. starts today in 2020. Yeah. No, I loved it. And, and so the logo for this, the little logo box is mm. Knuckles, as in they've just taken it from the Sonic and Knuckles font. Knuckles. Mm. And then, of course, the Knuckles bit of the Sonic and Knuckles logo is printed there as well. And it's like, yes, the branding is all here. They've now had chance to have a go on Sonic and Knuckles, so now yeah. we know that Knuckles can glide. So it's introduced here. It gets its own yep. dramatic reason to be introduced. It doesn't just yeah, happen. Unless you've learned how to fly, flings yeah. himself out. As a matter of fact. And then it's like, well, not fly, but gliding is no problem at all. Yeah. Yeah, and then we <laughs> land in. The Carnival Night Zone, which... Uh, now, I don't remember this strip, okay? I don't really have much memory of it. But I do remember using the Carnival Night Zone as an example of what we haven't had in the Sonic 3 adaptation. Yeah. We skipped over that. And I think I, I thought that as emblematic of what we haven't had. Maybe it was because part of me remembered that we were about to have it. But either way, this Knuckles strip, it just fills in that little blank nicely. Yep. So he glides over the top of this gaudy zone and it's like it's yeah. been built on a historic site. Yes, I like that. Yeah. He's here to protect his land and while he's been away, Robotnik's machines have been doing this revolting thing. Mm. And he doesn't even know what it is. He doesn't look at it and go, we have this oh no, cute moment, Yeah, where he, yeah. he looks at it and he doesn't understand what it is because what he's is lived his for? life alone on the island and doesn't understand it. That's good. That's a great little That's really good. beat. Some of the impact of it, I think, maybe pulled away by the fact that we have to have a footnote to tell us that. Yeah, remember, Knuckles has lived a solitary Instead life. Instead of it being able to simply come across in Knuckles' dialogue. Yeah, it is probably... I think it's my favourite drawing of Knuckles, this it issue. It's a great one, isn't it? I don't, yeah. oh, I don't know it's why, a, but it's, it's, a it's so good. Low angle. God, I tell you, every f***ing drawing of Knuckles in this is so f***ing good, dear, isn't it? I know. So what it is, is that he's doing that thing where you're like creeping up against a wall and yeah. looking round the corner. Peering, and also yeah. it's a, a low angle looking up at him a bit. So, And he's hard to draw. The shapes of Knuckles did not make sense, really. and so or they did, had but it had down, though. Yeah. Even more so it. than Sonic's weird shapes. Mm, actually, there was no yeah. question about what... Uh, we've talked before about how a rear angle view of Sonic before the mm. model gets changed in many yeah. issues to come is a weird looking thing that Elson sort of had to do his best with. But, mm. oh, his Knuckles was always so good. Yeah. The only thing I don't agree with on his depiction of Knuckles, actually, is that whenever his spines flap up, which happens a lot in this episode, mm. it almost seems as if his muzzle bit wraps right the way around to the back of his head. And I'm not into mm. that. Yeah, well, no, you're right there. He definitely... that. Oh, there, there, yeah. Bottom left of page two. Yep, yep, you're right there. I get the feeling that probably mustn't continue i mean oh, yeah. you know if like if you just simply look at the character of sonic you should know that's not uh, that, yeah that's so not right that shouldn't be like that but uh, yeah it does look yeah. like the entire he's got just like a disc of flesh upon which <laughs> the top of his head sits yeah here's another interesting thing so we already talked about the crescent moon that mm. is depicted as a kind of silver collar but whenever and I, I don't know what this means but whenever richard's drawing it he favours the outline of his chest rather than... It never sticks out. It never has its own 3D shape. So, oh, it does once. Yeah. 
panel one, top page three, yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. I wonder if they're thinking of it as, I don't know, painted on or something. I don't know. No, I mean, they're thinking of it as a collar, but he's... Yeah, but you, yeah, you're right. It never... You know what I mean? It never... How best to phrase it? Well, it doesn't have its own 3D reality. It doesn't yeah. poke out It just further. stops at the edge of his chest. Mm. Yeah. Well, yeah, top of page three, top of page five as well. Oh, page five, yeah, we should actually forgot to mention that, but for the last dozen issues or so, when it's been Tails and Cam and Bert, yeah. the third strip in STC has only been four pages. Customarily, it's been seven for Sonic, then five, five, and four. Five mm-hmm. for the second and third strips and four pages for the last strip. But for the last dozen or so issues, since Tails moved up to the third strip position and was then succeeded by um, Cam and Bert and then Tails came back again, the third strip has been four pages as well. But now it's back to five. Yeah, and right, rightly so for Knuckles. Yes, so literally we're getting more comic. And yes, you don't stick Richard Elson and Nigel Kitching on four-page strips, bucko. <laughs> I didn't notice this until now, but one of the Marx Hero brothers gets a full-on rifle kicked out of his hands by Knuckles. A proper gun. There's no concessions. It's not a silly-looking gun. It's got, you know, it's all dark metal with Mm -hmm. a wooden-looking handle. It It fires a a real bullet. Does it? Does he shoot with it? So Knuckles is skulking around the zone, and we see the Marx (laughs) in silhouette, but any child who's been reading for the last 20 issues or so, because that's how long it's been, will recognise... Because we do see Chikio, and I did have that independently confirmed, by the way, that uh, the Marx brother's name is... Chico, not Chico. So oh, this is really? Chikio. That's the ca- this oh. character's name, yet, which is the only way it works. We said it before. Chikio didn't. Yeah, yeah. It didn't really. So Chikio. Hmm. Hey, boss. The security system. She's a picking up something. And the accents written out phonetically. So yeah. you know, <laughs> as soon as you see it, you know what it is. I yeah. thought it might have been Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> I told you never to mention that name around me. So they send out a construction robot, and what a great-looking robot. Yeah, oh, it's brilliant. It's, yeah, it's a real... It's a Richard Elson-faced robot. Yeah, it, there's no... I, I want, <laughs> That's okay. That's sort of what I wanted to say, but I didn't know how to say it. But yeah, it's got a face that just couldn't have been drawn by anyone else. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to see faces a bit like this on a couple of other characters later on. So he's got a face with a big jaw and portcullis teeth and, like, mm. you know, one eye bigger and wilder looking than the other. Well, you say portcullis, I would say it looks like um, the shovel of a digger or something because yes! it's a construction robot, you know? Yes. And he's got hammers for arms. He has, I can't quite tell because we don't get a very good look at him, but I think he yeah. might have, like, a wheel of hammers. Yeah, it looks like it. It's not just one oh, sorry, hammer two on wheels. each side. Yeah, yeah, like, not just one hammer for each arm, but, like, literally no. wheels of hammers that, uh, that, just that gonna spin, spin around. around. And then, you know, it's a big guy. Like, he, he's the whole, like, basically bottom third, bottom half almost of the page comes up behind Knuckles. <laughs> Don't worry about it, Shorty. You're not going to be around long enough for it to matter. And then he whips around and starts spinning his things. Give it your best shot, says Knuckles. And then the hammer comes down and Knuckles' fist comes up and he goes... Just- Flipping punches the hammer! Yeah. A piston-driven hammer! So on a spinning wheel of hammers on a robot, Knuckles is waved. I thought he was going to dodge it or something. Yeah, yeah. Nope. punches he it. He punches know. it right in the hammer, right on the leading end of the hammer, and it explodes the whole yeah. robot. With the robot goes, hey, not bad, little guy. And then we pull in one close-up panel on its head. Then we pull out, and it's like, not bad at all. <laughs> and it just collapses. <laughs> in your bits. Great. 
Oh yeah, and then you're right. Then a bullet. Then a bullet hits the wall behind Knuckles, who has to dive out the way, and that's when we see up on the top of a tall thingy. The three silhouetted, still silhouetted. Yes, still we technically yeah. don't know who it is yet, although we do. And he says, uh, Mark Tio Brothers. Yeah, and Grocho says, well, well, we have that good little exchange. Grocho goes, you missed him, you numbskull. Hey, what do you mean? You were the one who fired the shot. Excuses, always excuses. <laughs> and then he says, he'll never get us up here. And then we have our second Sonic mm-hmm. and Knuckles Power Edition, where yeah. Knuckles climbs up the side climby, of the building. Climb, 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 yeah. climb, climb, climb. I know I'm not very satisfied with this drawing of it, him climbing. You know, no, no. It's I mean I love the um, the detail that's gone into showing him gouging out the chunks that's of wall great. as he climbs, but it does look like he's just sort of leapt. Mm. The illustration of Knuckles in motion does kind of look like he's just going back to his home planet <laughs> yeah it looks like he's skittering up it's almost a side view and it isn't it's that what he's done is he's drawn one fist back which yeah. kind of gives us a side view of him yeah, but yeah. it does look as if he's kind of just going tibbly 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 with his knuckles instead of like herboof drag herboof drag which i prefer the impression i get is that he's just going <laughs> just rising he does the, yeah. the legs are just kind of dangling it's the there. way his he's legs a, are dangling yeah mm. he's not got his legs braced against the wall he looks mm. like he's just you know hauling mm. himself up with the yeah the, that's the, yeah but anyway it's still cool to see it <laughs> he's doing it he's doing it that's the thing all the that's stuff the thing, is yeah. in here the stuff that we wanted it's knuckles this is what knuckles does it was so exciting the stuff knuckles does was something i wanted to to cram i wanted to learn about and here i am learning about it but he gets up to the top of the building vaults over the edge kicks the gun out of grouchio's hand as we pull out and reveal that it is the marxio brothers the marxio and they're gonna brothers. make him an offer he can't refuse i tell you another thing this comic gave me as a little drawing mm-hmm. child loads of examples of how to draw knuckles from different angles and in different poses which was right yeah not missing from the previous comics but like we had a limited number of drawings up till now no this was just a great showcase of it altogether. there were a lot yeah. of just sort of general three-quarter shots of knuckles in yeah. before but this gets you the below the side several times over and over yeah it's uh it's just a great showcase and the big shot of his eyes popped open which mm-hmm. show us that according to richard elson he has a sonic monogoggle yes um, i don't think that's right i don't think that's quite no. right but oh, it is no, what we had I feel here like oh gosh do you know what i mean i think two eyes for knuckles oh, i'd never really thought about it but yeah i suppose so i mean it's part of knuckles's look because the bro always mm, that exactly is too big and heavy as drawn by elson at least i now i can't really remember how other artists drew him and i feel like i should really be able to remember how dobbin drew him but i can't bring it to mind now that we're talking about it. but yeah the brow mm. always comes down and meets the muzzle uh in the way sonics mm. doesn't and it, you know part of that is that knuckles always looks annoyed but that's knuckles that's part of his look he's always just a yeah. bit pissed off so then when in the one instance in the comic where he doesn't look pissed off, he's been surprised when the construction <laughs> robot comes up behind him, his eyes go wide. And yeah, Elson has drawn it such that the brow no longer meets the muzzle. His It opens up like Sonic would have. So yeah, he does have the monogoggle. And you know, I've genuinely got no idea, even in modern Knuckles, if that's right or not. Huh. We'll have to look out and see if Elson does it again. Mm. Look at that. Still still finding <laughs> new things even now. I know, aren't yeah. we? Yeah. But I was very happy to see the Mark Steels again. I had really enjoyed them um, when they had appeared originally. And uh, I was happy to see them again. Yeah, this is great. I don't really remember where the story goes. No. no. So, Looking forward yeah, to it. Obviously, the Mark Steels 
make him some kind of offer and then double cross him. I think I, that must at least happen. But uh. I'm sure it's cool to be back to the days of STC when the main thing I'm looking forward to in a new issue is not the first strip. Right? Yeah, there is that. I can have bad Sonic strips from now on. I yeah. know there's a Knuckles one. There's coming. a Knuckles one lurking in the back. We're into a good. I mean, we're still in this. Um, we were just realizing recently how quickly the comic did go from one Sonic strip and. The mm-hmm. Sega superstars to being literally half Sonic, half mm. other. Now that Knuckles is one of them, oof. I wonder how long it is before Knuckles just becomes permanent. Because you know, Knuckles isn't permanent from now. It's not like no. it's the same as with Tails. He'll come and go, no, but but he will. But become he will become permanent literally permanently. Always have a strip. Yeah, yeah. We will, as we always say, so often that it would sound like we're running out of things to say. <laughs> We'll find out as we go. Well, maybe we should come up with a new way of saying it. Oh, I know. Uh, we'll live and learn. <laughs> Could we not? <laughs> Q-Zo. 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 Wow, the font size is off the scale yeah. in the Q-Zone. Like, they haven't lent on it, they've sat on it, and they've yeah. stayed put on it. Their cat has jumped up onto the button and gone to sleep. Well, it's ju- just the opening bit. The rest yeah. of it is in the same size as the rest of the comic, but yeah, the, yes. the intro. <laughs> it's enormous! It's like size 54 or something. Dave Gibbon is not being, um... Well, Cosmic Spacehead on the Master System is the first thing that gets cheats here. A character mm-hmm. created by Codemasters that never really took off was Cosmic Spacehead, mm. a cute mm. little person that wandered around Cape Carnival and Dodgy City. He featured in an adventure on the Master System, which also failed to become a hit. <laughs> However, for those of you who did buy it, here are some level codes. And it's like, Aww. the entertaining factor of hindsight comes into play there a bit as well, given how much STC bigged up Cosmic Spacehead before it finally came out. Do you remember oh, there were several right, yeah. news articles about it and we were waiting for them to review it? They talked about it so much. Yeah. <laughs> and here we are now, a year later, and it was like, no, no, renting off. But there's a screenshot, and to my eyes, it is not a screenshot of Cosmic Spacehead at all. That's one way of putting it. Certainly isn't a screenshot of Cosmic Spacehead on the Master System, because Cosmic Spacehead on the Master System, far as I can tell, was a clone of the NES game Linus Spacehead, which predated Cosmic Spacehead, and which Cosmic Spacehead was an overhaul remake of, with graphics that looked like the PC point-and-click cartoony-looking adventures of the time, oh. rather than side-scrolly platformy NES games like Linus Spacehead did. So... Uh, Alright, they must have just had that one lying around from when they reviewed it and assumed it would look about the same, but they were wrong. Not the first time we've seen something like that happen. Having stayed tuned, we now learn who Marco is and what (laughs) his magic football is. (laughs) In a feature the control zone was definitely not referring to. Domark's latest invention is Marco, which features a football fanatic called, wait for it, Marco. (laughs) Almost a rebuttal to the control zone where, no, in fact, you don't need to wait and find out because it's all there in the name. (laughs) And guess what he's got? A magic football. Just hope he supports my favourite team, Newcastle United. Oh, that that is the football fan patter I hate the most. Just like, I hope he supports the team I do. Yes. Uh, no, I hope that he supports the team I do. Yes, and if he does not, he is enjoying football wrong. Yes. Delightful. This is a, a series of... Um, That's the, uh, what the, the famously that? what football fans talk like. Mm. Yeah, uh, this is a series of level select codes, and a lot of them, almost all of them. So level three is B Stoke, Basingstoke. Mm. Level four is Gunge Tunk, Gunge Tank. <laughs> yeah. 
5. Ectoplasm 6. Jaws, Garage, Traffic, Elf, Krusty, Barrel, and Crabtree But the first one... Do you get this one? Matuizuku. M-T-U-E-Z-Q? M-T-U-E-Z-Q? You see, I was wondering if it was something like that, but I dismissed it because it would you would have to say E-Z, and it's Z over here. Oh, yeah. Well, that doesn't stop people doing it, though, does it? No, no. You have to remember, whenever you come up on Sesame Street, you get taught Z, so oh, you're, yeah. kind of, you're kind of bilingual in that mm. one very, <laughs> very, very tiny specific <laughs> regard when you're our age and you're over yeah. here. <laughs> So yeah, Matuizg. I think they started off just thinking they were going to do random codes, and then they went, "Now nah, let's actually do yeah, ones yeah, people can remember." Um, unlike Cosmic Spacehead, of course, which is just huge. Oh wait, no, the Cosmic Spacehead ones. The first one is BK Peter Lee Williams Nine X. Jesus, so it is. I didn't even look at them that close. And then the next one is C Three Zetterade Williams SX. Well, it, it's the Eater is still there. So, oh yeah, P- Peter Lee, but Eater Aid. Basically, it seems like the rest of them just sort of gradually swap out individual oh, yeah, letters. You're right. Yeah, yeah str- and by the end, it's just nonsense. The strange old back end of Brit video games from mm. the 90s, eh? Mm. And then it's uh, level codes for the Game Gear Ren Stimpy game, and they are sound effects. Arg, zonk. Yow, zouch. With, you, can almost you have to hear learn them, how many can't you? you can, and you have to remember how many N's and Y's and W's there are in them to be able to put them correctly. It's always a bit weird to me whenever I hear, read back on these things and see Ren and Stimpy mm. called two of the silliest cult characters ever to come across from the USA. Yeah. yeah. The networked TV series. D- did not know what that meant. Mm. Proved popular amongst a cult audience. A cult mm. following. And the game did fairly well, even though it was a bog standard platformer. And it's like. You know, when you, it's like I get that now whenever people talk about... There was this chat recently about them rebooting Ren and Stimpy. And, yeah. you know, my brain, my gut reaction is, who cares? Like, does anybody care? And it turns out people do still care. And I'm like, wow, so did you yeah. not grow up past 1998 or what? Like, I know. I don't, yeah, I don't know who those people are. Like, don't get me wrong. At the time, I cared. And sure. I watched it. And I yeah. bought the Happy Happy Joy uh-huh. Joy video and all of that stuff. Mm. But... I didn't emerge from that caring about it, and I did yeah. nearly everything else. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know what. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I Ren and St- whenever anyone talks about it, they talk about because now whenever you talk about Ren and Simpy, all it is is like, well, the guy is awful, so we're yeah. going to try and distance ourselves from it. And then someone will come in and go, oh, "We can't deny it was incredibly influential." So I assume it was. I don't. I, don't, I can't map that influence. We don't have the same experience of and mm. context for Ren and Stimpy no. that America does. Because no. to us, it was a program that was shown at six o'clock after yep. the kids' programs were over. It was in Long that after. in between. Yeah, yeah. It was in that in between edgy period. But in America, and I, I never remember this. It's every time I see it mentioned. It was one of the first three Nicktoons with Doug and Rugrats. Really? Yes. Really. Wow, so yeah. its whole identity is like this new brand that still remains today, and mm. it's an inherent part. It's their Doctor Who. <laughs> well, we wouldn't we'll go that far, but um, but yeah, and that's just not culturally no. what it was to kids over here. It was just a gross TV program that came on at the tea time slot. Other things that came on at that slot: Star Trek, Fresh Prince, yep, and then ultimately things like. Buffy. Was that on then? Yeah, around that time, yeah. Yeah. Farscape. Yeah, yeah. It was grown-up TV, and therefore, if you were kids, you're like, yeah, whatever, okay. Some of it I'm into, some of it I'm not. Brendan Simpy, I would say I was exactly borderline on. Yeah, yeah, same. But, well, completely different, as you say. 
Then we've got... Uh, yes, it's Sonic 3 for the Mega Drive, but they've put a Game Gear logo next to it. <laughs> they've put Sorry, a Game I had Gear, a yeah. brain fart there, and I was like, what? Well, it, it, that was their fault. They have just yeah. misinformed us with a, a weird kaleidoscope of mismatching information all about there. <laughs> I don't really understand how they've written it out. It's how to get okay. all the Chaos Emeralds and start... And, yeah. have all, and it's the same cheat as it was in Sonic 1 and Sonic 2 as well. Uh-huh. Get the Emerald, reset the game, yeah. start again, and the Emerald will still be got. But it's the way they said it. Complete the game first. Mm-hmm. Save it to battery backup. Then select your level. Do not select the Marble Garden yeah. or Hydro City zones. Go to the bottom left from the start, and you'll find a special stage. I mean, I think you'll you will find that it says Hydrocity Zone here. It's a uh, firmly one word. It, no, but it is written out as one word. But that doesn't mean it's pronounced that way. And <laughs> I hate the fact that I do have to now mentally correct and not say hydrosity out loud because oh, of no, the stupid f***ing podcast we do. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry to have infected you with that. <laughs> Such a stupid podcast. Anyway, yeah, so I don't know if that... I'm going to have to go and check to say that every level other than Marble Garden and Hydro City have a special zone ring down and to the left on the bottom left from the start yeah it, it kind of does it i'm trying where does oh i was just going to say where's the one in hydrocity zone or hydro city zone if you prefer but of course they've already so that's why they've said it's not that the cheat won't work if you go there it doesn't nullify the thing yeah, it's just you that just there can't... is no ring yeah now reset your mega drive return to the saved game via the battery backup screen repeat the process by selecting the same level and winning the same emerald on the same special stage until you have them all and i guess yeah that does only work if you finish the game first because if you don't finish it then the ring is gone isn't it when you if you is leave it? the game and come yeah i think well Certainly, if you die, it's not there anymore. Yeah, if you die. But I thought the way it works is that you reset, like you reset the console. Well, yeah, of course, because yeah, your progress isn't saved till you complete the stage. So yeah, so mm. I don't know why. I don't know what bug. It must be a bug that keeps that first thing collected. But or it's just you know wrong, which <laughs> is not impossible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, listeners probably know better than we do about this because they do things like cheat. They're cheaters, our listeners. <laughs> and it says proceed to finish the game and you'll be able to watch the correct sequence. This is after you've got all the yeah. emeralds by this method. And then it says if after that you return to the after backup all, screen, yeah. the clear picture will show supersonic. And from there, if you select the level and collect 50 rings, you'll be able to turn into supersonic. And no, you can do that as soon as you have yeah. all seven emeralds. So you should be able to do that from the start. So there's something's not right about this. I think what they're trying to say is that on top of all that, cherry on the cake, from now on, you're always on your save file going to be able to be supersonic without having to get that last one and playing through the game and stuff. But yeah, it's weirdly written. It's phrased in such a way that it's implying you can only turn into supersonic if you complete the game with all the emeralds and then yeah. go back to the game. I wonder if Dave Gibbon wrote that alien thing. <laughs> anyway, magazines are stupid. They are, they're rubbish. But you know what's good? <laughs> I'll tell you what's good. It's Decap Attack, Dave. Decap Attack! Decap Attack! Who Killed Chuck? Part 6. Written and drawn by an exhausted Nigel Kitching, <laughs> who's had a lot to do with this issue. <laughs> yeah, well, that's had three strips, this issue, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Letters by Steve Potter. Professor Stein removes Detective Case's brain and puts it through a delicate procedure to wipe his memories of everything he's learned. Only once they've sent the cop on his way, however, do our heroes discover Stein has accidentally replaced his brain with a grapefruit, when Igor finds Casey's brain where his snack should be. See this, right? (laughs) This is a four-page strip. 
and three of these four pages are simply Professor Stein recapping the plot, explaining what he's going to do, and ripping the living brain out of the skull of Detective Case on panel, then pounding it with a mallet, dunking it in acid, hitting it with a whisk, electrocuting it, and running it through a mangle. Did we miss out gripping it between his teeth and stretching it as far as he can? There is that too. (laughs) It is... Pages of just this brain being just that, abused. Yeah. Two full pages of the brain being abused. And it's amazing. Yeah. This is brilliant. The first page is we're tight on our heroes as they're all looking down at something off panel. And Stein goes, I always have trouble getting the top off. Then it cuts to <laughs> There you go. And Yes. We don't know that. what he's getting the top off. You I think love it's a that jar sound or sound effect. Splunk. Yeah, written in like in brain. brainy, intestiny looking letters. <laughs> and he just literally pulls the top off of the cop's head, fully <laughs> on panel, exposing yeah. the brain. Yeah. And the, the juice that comes out is a lighter pink than the brain rather yep. than blood looking, but it comes the hell out. <laughs> oh, yeah. Igor, pass me the scalpel, the teeniest, most delicate one of them all. This will require. Most precision. <laughs> and then Igor, not even looking at him, looking out <laughs> at, into the camera like he's on the office, arm outstretched, hands him a huge wooden mallet. <laughs> Igor, you dunderhead, that is not a scalpel. Does it look remotely like a surgical instrument? Ah, oh, well, what the heck? <laughs> bam, bam, bam. <laughs> and every time you see this brain, which you see it being abused in a new yes. hilarious way in almost every panel, it has also these two eyeballs sticking yes. off it on stalks just to make <laughs> it funnier. Yeah. When he lifts the brain out, like the eyes come out of the sockets as well. And you yeah. see the cop with just empty eye sockets. Yeah, with a little grin on his face and his tongue sticking out. God, it's got gruesome, though, but it's not. Yeah. It's funny. These little eyes... They alternate between just being boggle-eyed to Mm. make it look funny and doing micro-expressions to react to what's happening to it in various ways. (laughs) It's really funny! It's really, really, really funny. Stein is doing this monologue that, you know, something resembling a plot is going on. recapping what's happened in the story. Yeah, uh, but all he's doing... He's just got like a, you know, just a see-through jar that says acid on a label on it. And a full stop as well. That makes it funnier yeah. to me. <laughs> it does, yeah. Acid full stop. Everything. He's got a blender. It says Kenwood on it. I assume that's a make of hand blender. I believe brilliant. it is. Brilliant. This is brilliant. But I, Frankenstein, scientific genius and prize-winning tap dancer over 60s, have the solution. <laughs> and at the end, he, the last thing he does, he puts it through this mangle. He's yeah. like, there we go. Done. And it's see-through. It's so yeah. flat. Runs it flat and huge. <laughs> Those bozos at the British Medical Journal will really sit up and take notice when I tell them about this brain treatment. And then he lifts up this paper thin huge Floppy. stretched out you can hear it sized. making a wobble board noise a wobble, wobble, wobble. Brain. <laughs> though we may have a little difficulty getting the darn thing back into the cranium and then we have a caption stc boomers are warned not to try this procedure at home it's so messy <laughs> <laughs> oh decap attack brilliant Oh, you're so good. And then, like, the final gag is several hours of cramming and pushing later. We've got Case with a big stitch line across the forehead being sent out the door. Sorry to have troubled you, sir. And that is dead. And Igor <laughs> goes to have a snack, teaspoon of sugar. Hey, what's happening to my grapefruit? 
Easy with the sugar, bub. He spills, yeah, the brain is able to talk. sugar. The brain can talk. He sprinkles sugar, and instead of a grapefruit on a plate, it's the brain. And Chuck's like, you've sent that cop back to the station with a grapefruit for a brain. Do you think anyone will notice the difference? <laughs> oh. oh, that's stellar stuff. It's great. And, of course, it goes without saying, all the drawings are funny. I mean, Stein was always my favourite character, and sure. part of that is the accent, but this is just a real showcase for the accent and the general... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Even compared to Decap Attack, this one really made me laugh. Yeah. There is no pretense of having to tell a plot or yeah. a story here. It is just a yeah. series of funny visual comedy, violent cartoon gaggery. The brazenness of it. that It's just two pages of a man smashing a brain to bits in different <laughs> funny ways. Great. Did we get that little tag at the end? Written out in Stein's accent for some reason, the next issue books. The end of this, but not quite the end of Decapitec. See next issue for a special complete story. That's Decapitec. There it we is. go. Oh, love it. Speedlines. Gavin Brandreth from Stapleford visited the Virgin Games Centre when it opened in Nottingham, and he says he was surprised to see Sonic as a guest of honour. Mm. After a lot of pushing and shoving, I managed to shake his hand, and he even gave me a pat on the back. Chap in a mascot suit, one assumes. Mm-hmm. Megadroid wonders, how many humes did you flatten on your quest to shake the hand of the spiky blue one, Gavin? Here we have one titled Ruiz Food. Is that that's not a pun, is it? And I don't get that. It sounds like it wants to be a pun, but I don't get it. Well, it's Adam Ruiz from Sheffield, anyway, which is where it comes from. And tell us what he's done. Tell us the crime against nature he's committed. If... I can barely even comprehend it, so I'm going to read it out verbatim, and the listeners can can try and imagine. Judge so, for yourselves. He says he's from Sheffield. He's a Mega Drive owner. He says here's a recipe I made up for Mobius eggs. Which you may want to get a parent to help you with. I think Megadroid may have added that little bit Possibly, there. Possibly, yes. Take fresh eggs. Brackets, not rotten ones like Dr. Robotic uses. Ah, uh, ah, uh, okay. get it. So we've got some eggs. We don't know how many eggs, but we've got some eggs. Chips and onion rings. Okay, okay. this is fine. This is all good so far. So These far, are we components. are imagining that he's going to cook those things, put them on a plate, and eat yep. them. A fried egg, some onion rings, some chips. It's not yeah. how I would arrange a plate of food, but I can imagine. Maybe Get a bit of bacon some- on there, sausage, you're on your way to a fry. It's all good. Exactly. You need some beans with that at the very least. Oh, absolutely. That's not what he does. <laughs> no, he commits this fry the- criminal crime. <laughs> fry the chips and the onion rings. Okay, it's all good. All fine. Yeah. When mm. they're cooked, put them into the beaten egg. And mix well. No, we've gone wrong. What's happening now? What the f*** is that? So now we've beaten the egg. He didn't mention that, but let's assume we've beaten the egg. We've got a slush. That's what we've got. This stuff... Okay. I'm going to shut up. I'm going to carry on. <laughs> Pour the contents in... Yeah, it, Only emphasizing... Is, yeah, it is only now at this point that we pour the contents into a frying pan. Not that we would put the eggs in the pan and then perhaps uh, put the chips and things oh, in on I that. See. The, He's okay, actually this, concocted oh, a scenario where you, the oh jug God. in which you have whipped up the raw egg, egg, you have put the chips and rings okay. in there in that, and for some reason felt the need to mix that up. Ugh. Okay, so you know what? That does bridge a gap that I was getting stuck on, which was that I was thinking that what we've got in my head, thinking he'd already cooked the egg, is scrambled egg. And that's yeah. not liquid. But now, no, we find that what we have is a liquid with chips floating around in it getting Mm -hmm. soggy. Yep. So you put that, you pour the contents 
because they pour because they are a disgusting liquid into a fr- even if the onion rings or chips are chips are solid they're in a liquid yeah that'll splatter yeah you pour them into a frying pan until the eggs are cooked the top of the mixture will be slightly runny. Like, it was bad already, but then you're oh, going to hit me with that. This is, is this... Has Robotnik written this? I know. Okay, so you place the frying pan... <laughs> you don't turn it over. You place the frying pan under a grill until the mixture has browned. So you're browning raw eggs. So we <laughs> have a... Well, grill. you know what I mean? It's like you're... you're what we have made here is a uh, chips and onion ring omelet. Yeah, sort of, but not the nice. There's a nicer way to do that. No, I mean that doesn't. I mean that there's a nicer way of even f- of even doing that. Calling it a chip and onion ring omelet is phrasing it nicer yeah, than, than any you can of have this. Something omelets, and this is guess kind there's of. There's no folding over or turning over because <laughs> no, it's such just a, sitting a in massive it. unwieldy nonsense. It's just so a burnt what, pile. Is that, what it is. That's why you have to put it under the. Um, and then the, the wait, 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 wait. That's, <laughs> why, that's why you have to put it under the grill to brown the top of it because you can't physically turn it because it's full of whole yeah. chips and whole <laughs> onion rings. And then. As and if this then... crime against God and the baby Jesus was not yet complete. Because if it turned out, if I, you know, I could have thought to myself, oh, you know what, maybe this is actually really nice. I've never done it. I mean, the, 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 those, those three things are fine. You can eat those on a plate together. As yeah, say, you don't need to do all this. Some sausage, some egg on there. It's all good. Yeah. Oh, here's what you could do. Make yourself an omelette and then fold it so that it's essentially a taco of omelette with chips and onion rings inside. I could t- still not to my taste. Or just have an omelette and then have some chips and, and onion rings and, and just, just take a bite with all of it together. Ma- yeah. yeah. That's not what he does. No. Adam says, I prefer <laughs> even the first half of this next sentence. This is a two part sentence, but the first half even. I prefer, prefer, you do you, to eat my Mobius eggs cold. <laughs> what do you mean? Why do you. I prefer, given the two choices. To have hot or cold? You want to eat that? You sick You've freak. got to eat this, and you're choosing cold. These are three things that should only ever be eaten hot. This is not yeah. like the cold yeah. or hot pizza argument. You know. But he hasn't finished. <laughs> he prefers to eat his Mobius eggs cold, which is a good name for them, because they would recur. <laughs> infinitely (laughs) please yourself for that Uh, I prefer to eat my Mobius eggs cold with lots of tomato ketchup I like ketchup with my scrambled eggs so I can't judge him too Uh, much oh do you okay granted my judgement of that part is less than my judgement of the cold part yes but I mean I don't think I could eat an onion ring with ketchup I'm sure people do I've never done it well, no. I guess I've probably had a burger where there was an onion ring in it and there was ketchup on the yeah. burger. But, oh, but yeah. I wouldn't, and that I would have been perfectly nice. I would never dunk an onion ring in ketchup. What are you talking about? You, that's one of the main things you eat onion rings with. You guys are weird. No, but now that you... Actually, I'm starting to see the benefit because yeah, I, get, I, I like guess. all those flavors in a burger, so yeah. And obviously you eat chips with ketchup. This is fine. Chips are just a delivery device for stuff like that. Like, this is what I'm saying. The components of all of this are all right. Mm. It's the way he's... This atrocity he's committed to throw them all together. And obviously, that this is the thing. Why are they Mobius eggs? What's it got to do with anything? And I think it's because they've got golden rings in them with onion rings. <gasps> Oh, I think that's the logic. 
Oh, yeah. That's actually quite clever. Yeah, I mean, he's done something awful to yeah. get there. What but... he's done is atrocious. But there's a little bit in it where you can, like, get a shred of sympathy for him. Megadroid's uh, response is um, a very measured one. Spoken <laughs> like a true food connoisseur, Adam. <laughs> yeah. Then Robin from Highgate sends us out on a slightly better note. Uh, my dad thinks Sonic is a cockerel. Any suggestions what I should do with him? <laughs> <laughs> what I should do with him? I like that. Not how I can explain. <laughs> yeah. And Megadroid says, next time you're eating Sunday lunch, Robin, tell your dad he's eating a hedgehog and not a chicken. Put a dish. And we've got two bits of fan art. One of them is just that one drawing of Marco with his magic football that we've In seen time and again. Abstractionist style. Yep, that's from Joseph Telsford, who hasn't even sent in his full address, so he can't be properly credited. But then, <laughs> Mark Diamond of Northampton, mm. Sonic Water Fun game winner. He's treated us to a, a number of things. First off, it's a drawing of Knuckles. But it's a badass, cool dude, Knuckles, with sunglasses and a leather jacket. Amazing. And wait a minute, this isn't the guy who sent that Sonic in, is it? Because each segment of his gloves is divided up into different rainbow patterns, just like we had a Sonic a few issues ago. What he's done with Knuckles' gloves is he's cut them up into segments and he's put millions of weird little patterns all over them. One hand is a sort of jigsaw panel and then the, the two knuckles are striped and then the other hand is versa. the hand is striped and the knuckles are jigsaw puzzle shaped. Anyway, it's bizarre, but it's very nice to look at. Yeah, it is. And he's just dressed cool in general. As Chris has said, yeah. he's got his leather jacket, he's got his shades, he's got his, you know, badass expression. There's There are two what might oh, be and, badges. And yeah, he's pink. <laughs> Exactly! Uh, well, he's, he's purplish. Well, he's, he's purplish. purplish he's that kind of purple Knuckles thing that he's been pink. in a few issues before, but hashtag it, yes. <laughs> and behind him, he's got a Mega Drive controller, a really big one, mm. and a Chaos Emer a, a Coas Emerald 2. And you can tell because it says that on it, and it's an orange one. And I don't know whether what he's tried to do here is, like, draw a cooler Chaos Emerald, or if he just, you know... Just didn't draw a Chaos Emerald very well. But it's covered in millions of, like, random segments... Yeah, you didn't he's do just the facets, right? Exactly, and they're hard to do. I wouldn't have been able to do the facets mm -hmm. right either. He's done that thing where he's essentially taken a line for a walk all over a yeah. a big multi-sided thing, and it says Coas Emerald 2 on it. So yeah, that's what that boogaloo. is. No. No. No, Chris. This is your nose. This is my hand. No. We do not say it has been... There was a joke in the year what must have been 2000 and at the absolute latest four. I sat in a friend's room and they had a thing that they got at a comic convention that said Electric Boogaloo on it. And my comment was, wow, this joke is old and tired already. And that was nearly 20 years ago. Some things just come right back around, you know? <laughs> the sequel. <laughs> Oh, so, I don't want to end our podcast on an electric boogaloo drop, so let's well, do just, the next issue zone. Well, just saying it then. <laughs> <laughs> There's absolutely no reason why anybody shouldn't do electric boogaloo jokes. They always seem to, and the daddiest <laughs> ones of them pronounce it electric boogaloo. And I don't know why they do that! I'm trying to think of a segue out of that rant yeah. to the next issue page, but it's not coming up. <laughs> And now, the conclusion. Well, Dave, if you think you're up to it, if you could boogaloo over to our mailbag <laughs> and see if there's anything in there. Yes, we've got a letter here from Rory Coleman called Prehistoric 
burgers. Oh, Chris. Yeah. I think I know what this is oh, about. Oh, snap. Okay, let's have a look. Hey, Chris and Dave, my name is Rory Coleman. I'm a comic book artist from Northern Ireland and a huge fan of the podcast. I only discovered SCCTP during lockdown and with it many happy childhood memories of reading Sonic the Comic, copying the artwork and making my own version of STC as a kid. Of course. However, as nice as the trip down memory lane is, I came for the nostalgia, but I stay for your banter. (laughs) Yeah. The reason I'm writing to you today is because I've just finished episode 36 and I wanted to confirm yes! the existence yes! of Chris's Triple Decasaurus yes! TM, the mm. McDonald's promotional burger released to tie in with the 2000 movie Dinosaur. Fantastic. I, I don't know if we stressed it hard enough on the episode as edited. There is mm. no evidence of this damn burger existing mm. on the internet. Mm. Well, here we have what I am going to consider definitive evidence because listen to this when i was 16 my first job was working at our local mcdonald's restaurant in inverted commas that's not going to help rory i just by you saying mcdonald's want to eat a burger right now (laughs) it was towards the end of the dinosaur promotion nearly read that as the dinosaur problem (laughs) (laughs) well they were everywhere in them days towards the end of the dinosaur problem in september 2000 that i started working there and one of the things i learned to make on my first day was the triple decasaurus oh rory we're glad to have you here does he tell us what was in it if memory serves it did indeed contain Three, Three burger burgers. patties. Yes, that was the key element. With an oval-shaped bun. Oh, I don't remember that. And I could be wrong, but the other ingredients were pickles, cheese, and barbecue sauce. Question mark. Barbecue sauce. That does sound familiar. Yeah. Pickles out of there. Get them away to f***. But, uh, oh, I'll have yeah. your pickles. Don't worry about it. Unfortunately, no sooner had I learned to make the burger that the promotion ended. I even want to go so far as to say that I started working there on a Friday evening and the promotion had ended by the following Monday. It was a real blink of an eye some 20 years ago, so I've probably got everything else wrong, except for the fact that there were three burgers. Three burgers, Three Dave. burgers, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Rory... Once this lockdown is finished, I, I feel you may be commissioned to make a triple decasaurus for Chris. I am just happy to have confirmation that burger... Like, I never doubted that it existed, you understand. No, I'm too course, sure of, of my own memories. But yeah. there is no evidence of it anywhere on the internet. That is the first, like, first-hand second account of of a triple decasaurus existing and barbecue sauce i knew there had to be something more mm. about it than just mm. there being three burgers although three burgers i mean three, know, burgers. three burgers and I, Dave. I agree with their decision there i think for some reason barbecue sauce reminds me of prehistoric time i don't know why oh i do it's because like ribs that's like caveman yeah yeah, food. yeah yeah you're right putting some barbecue sauce on it you know but uh speaking of discontinued mcdonald's promotional burgers the one that I remember the best, like Chris's beloved Triple Decasaurus, also boasted the heady excitement of containing three burgers. And However, this one was part of a promotion for a much better movie Asterisk, we love an asterisk love Better does not necessarily mean good Regardless, <laughs> I still think that despite its many flaws, Batman Forever is pretty damn good. Oh, Batman Forever is better than Dinosaur. Uh, Whichever yes, no way you slice there. anything some five years earlier and he has provided the link for the advert for the batman promotional uh, burger can i persuade you to take a sandwich with you sir i remember this ad introducing mcdonald's superhero burger 
Tomatoes, crisp lettuce, the great taste of two cheeses melted over three beef patties. On three burgers. Oh, kind of diagonally sort of slid on. Because mm. I guess I guess it's another long burger. Long, long burger. Oh, I don't remember that. Oh, no, I, I think that was an American advert. We didn't have the same slogans. Yeah, I remember seeing that scene from Batman Forever, you know. Can I present you to take a sandwich? I'll get drive through. So I must have... I don't know if we had... Well, I guess we must have had that burger over here. I don't remember the burger specifically, but I at least must remember some element of the ad. But mm. that did look like it had an ovular bun with three patties laying in a domino style. But my memory of the triple-decker is that it was three patties tall, not three patties yes. white. <laughs> yeah, well, and the thing is, once, <laughs> once they've made the photogenic one for the advert, they'll just slop them in however they like. Well, uh, maybe you can confirm this for us, Rory. <laughs> Do you just slop them in? <laughs> he says, keep up the great work, guys. Looking forward to the next episode. Rory Coleman, County Armagh, Northern Ireland, Mega Drive owner, Sonic Water game winner question mark i mean we if don't I had have an easy so game to give you any... rory i would send you one because yes. that's great i'm very happy about that but you deserve one certainly and he doubly deserves one because he ends on hashtag knuckles was pink he sure was as we all know <laughs> go and have a look at him colemancomicart.com oh he's good as well oh it looks like he's worked on some stuff officially oh yeah it's mm-hmm. the horse jedi the dark temple yeah 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 Mm, he's good. Oh, Black Terror from Dynamite. Mm. Oh, Cloak and Dagger from Marvel. Mm. That's like a real artist. What's coming and listening to the podcast? I know. I know. There's probably multiple. Yeah. And we've got another letter here since we've got a bit of time from Alistair Pitt, who says, "Dear Dave and Chris, I want to get in touch to say a big." Thank you for the podcast, which has been a real bright spot in what has been a pretty challenging year for me. Yup. Mm-hmm. Yuppo. I had a great time ploughing through your back catalogue when I discovered you, and now that I'm all caught up, I look forward to new episodes every fortnight. The podcast has elbowed out more than one other series in my feed, and I make a point of listening to every episode as soon as it is available. Yes, soon we will be at the top. We will consume other podcasts. I think I'm a bit younger than both of you, he says. Born 1991. Confirmed, Alistair. You are younger than us. Uh, So I only got into STC right at the cusp of the reprint era. It was not the first issue I read, but one of the earliest issues I remember owning, which was the one which began with the announcement that reprints were starting in the next (laughs) instalment. Well, to be honest, I mean, you are exactly the audience that those were for, so you got to enjoy all those great stories without having to hunt for back issues. So, you know... As much as maybe we... I don't think we've ever done it on the show, and I wasn't buying the comic at the time, but as much as many people may not have been happy about the reprints at the time, mm. you know, you see it in action there. Yeah. Yes, I whinged about them at the time, and because, you know, we were dutifully shelling out £2, yeah. whatever it was, for seven pages of content for that time. Yeah, Obviously, that's a long way off yet for you, but um, still an inauspicious starting point. Nevertheless... In a lot of ways, STC is the reason I am a comics fan at all. I only got into American and Japanese comics at all because STC was cancelled right at the same time as the official Robot Wars magazine. (laughs) And I had nothing to read. There's a whole lot more I could say, but this is a long letter already, so maybe I can get in touch again in the future. In the meantime, I will just wish you all the best for the future and say, keep up the good work. Kind regards, Alistair Belfast, son of Mega Drive owner. (laughs) Oh. Hey, thanks, Alistair. It's, a, it's an all Norn Iron episode this week. Yeah, so it's out. So your parents got a, a, a baby and a Mega Drive at the same time. <laughs> so listen, we are actually like going to need you to fill our mailbag soon. So write in with any thoughts you have, comments. Any questions, anything like that. 
memories? Do you remember? Have you ever been to Woolworths? <laughs> <laughs> Many of you won't have. Uh, yeah, yeah, and you can send them in as emails, or you can do little uh, audio recordings as mm-hmm. well if you want. You've heard a few of those. Yeah, I mean, look, you can do a video if you want, but we're only going to print them as audio. It's not so really going to work for the purposes of the no, podcast, but no. if you want. <laughs> yeah, and the address is stctpodcast at gmail.com. stctpodcast at gmail.com. And sometimes we'll remember to look. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that brings us to the end of issue number 39. Next issue, Feeling Blue, head for the Frozen Zone with Sonic. We got a lovely piece of Casanova's art there of Sonic and Tails, looking quite well, too, on a lovely sort of, uh, well, a frozen zone, if you will. (laughs) Indeed, and it's a Casanova's-style background. If he's drawing it... I'm looking forward to it. I want to see these frozen backgrounds. Yes. Free fifth and final set of exclusive STC Sonic stickers. Mm-hmm. And then we see that well, it's that image of Tails in his Zone Runner coat from the one that I recognized as a sticker. Just a couple of issues ago, yes. Yeah. And it says Zone, Zone Runner, Runner is, is watching you. That's eerie. <laughs> Little bit, right? He's not got his ear, look. He's not got his triangle in his ear. Yeah, he had it in the issue too, though. So when they've been reproducing there, they've left it out. Hmm. Plus the Sega Superstars, Knuckles, Eternal Champions, and Decap Attack with a special complete story. STC 40, hot stuff on a winter's night. (laughs) Saturday, 26th of November, 1.15. That is an episode done, dusted, closed. And when you're looking for the next episode... Mm. You'll be able to find that on Apple Podcasts and everywhere all good podcasts are available, which you'll be able to get it directly from stctp.wigglehe.com. You can follow the podcast on Twitter. It's at Sonic Podcast. You can follow us individually if you'd like. I'm at Demon Tomato Dave. I am at Chris McFeely. Our editor is Sam Gabriel, whose stuff you can find at samgabrielvo.com. If you would like to support the podcast, you can do so on Patreon, uh, where you'll be able to get access to uh, exclusive videos not just audio mm-hmm, we're putting our mm-hmm. faces up there on Patreon mm-hmm. now because it's behind a paywall nobody can bear a witness to our hideousness um, <laughs> yeah where we are uh, looking at the Martin Adams Sonic novels and yeah. Dave is reading me his teenage <laughs> angsty fan fiction it's a rictus grin you've got there it's been alright so far to be honest at the time of recording I, yeah, this that's one, a, I, I, I hope it really gets worse worried about where this might be going <laughs> he's reliably assured me that people do a sax in it so I don't know they do I, I, it's it's cover Sam, but they do want people do a sax. They do want people do a sax. They do want people do a sax. They do want cut that, Sam. Yep, so that's all at the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash stctp. You do not have to put much in. It'd be really cool if you did. <laughs> Imagine <laughs> that. Imagine that. If you put loads of money in, that'd be brilliant. We could go off and buy ourselves triple decker burgers couldn't we <laughs> well we'd have to pay somebody to make them for a special just go into mcdonald's and flash that wallet of cash it can is you like, not just put you... two of those burgers i'll pay for both of them but i only want three of the patties no, chris, chris 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 i think you can just type it in now on the big screens can you not go like three burgers oh, well that re- i don't know man that reduces the appeal as far as i'm concerned <laughs> <laughs> oh right if you can just do it you're the rum tum tugger of the podcast if someone gives it to you don't want it anymore yeah exactly where's where's the patreon moolah cash flashing exuberance and lifestyle aspect well nobody's saying you can't go in there in a big fur coat with a feather boa and just flash some cash around and then just go up to the touch screen and order a normal burger (laughs) but i'd have to take all my large rings off first so i could you would yeah because they'd clatter on it (laughs) 
Our theme song <laughs> was synchronized by Sonic the Comic the Band, whose work you can yeah. get from sonicthecomic.bandcamp.com. They're Sonic the Comic the Band, but we have been Sonic the Comic the Podcast, and we will see you and next time. time. A frozen zone, if you will. <laughs> I remember this strip for one reason specifically. Oh, and you'll find out. Let what me guess. It is let me guess. Next issue. Does somebody get their willy out? No. You'd remember. I would, but it's not that.